picture I saw that made me aware when I was in law school. Proudly for Holloway. Proudly for your dad. First African-American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what, the men, they're now all men, the guys I work with down here, and they're all guys at the time. They're all good men. Most of them made an awful lot of themselves. And Earl Larkin had a rough time. And some of you knew Earl. I, def I came back as a public defender. Welcome to Ramjack and the Snow Shovel Ultimatum. Greetings, everyone, in this the high holiday times. Uh, you've come to a safe place. You've come to a friendly place. I think I speak for all of us, though I'm sure Brad will chime in when I say happy holidays. Happy holidays. The holiday bees are buzzing here on Ramjack. Oh. I'm Alex, and joining us, as always, is my good friend, our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Uh, we're buzzing like a like a like a beehive, um, not a K hive. Um, by the way, as of, as of today, Kamala Harris is out of the race. Get the Ooh. fuck out of here. Get out. And that's the door, and she's gone. Farewell. Who's left? Who's still oh, here? Oh God, Ugh. so many. Maybe she John Delaney, of course, our champion. Of, <laughs> uh, this is a super awkward party to have everyone just kind of hanging out in. She left at a good time. Yeah, Patrick's still in the race. Uh, um, uh, Bloomberg's still in the race. Uh, Klobuchar is still in the race. Is Biden uh, still in it? Well, if by in it you mean like, I mean... Like, he's still running for president. Now, is he still in it? Like, I mean, how much is still there? I don't know. He knows a lot. He likes loves having kids on his lap he, and cockroaches, you know. Um, he called kids cockroaches. Talked about them touching his leg hair in the pool. It's a, There's a lot of questions about Joe Biden. I mean, he... he... He either licked or tried to like suckle the fingers of his wife during on stage during something like that is real, right? It's not photoshopped or anything. One hundred percent real. Just making one hundred percent sure because yeah. you think that would be something. Maybe because what? he's old, people are like, "Well, he's just an old grandpa. We don't are we don't say saying, it." But are you saying a president can't lovingly chew on his wife's finger and call black children cockroaches? I mean, if Donald Trump did it, would it really be that different? Now I'm just imagining him doing the same things. I'm like, all right, okay. Doesn't seem that far-fetched. Yeah. But Biden, he just needs to... Is he ever going to drop out or is he going to let him, like, pretend? I mean, hope, it's, hopefully it's something like... It's his race to lose, according to everybody. Not that we... We don't normally hit politics at the very beginning, but... And go this deep. Because there's a lot of stuff on the show we're going to talk about today. Just throwing that out. Yeah. 
holiday tales. Uh, I got some uh, questions that need answers from Brad and myself. Um, and also later we're going to be watching another a Christmas-themed episode of the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys show from the 70s. Mm-hmm. But Brad, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen. I the Joe Biden. I I don't. I I don't understand how he hasn't completely fallen out yet. Like, who are these people? I guess it's just olds. It's gotta be just olds that like don't pay attention to the news or don't care. Cause like, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not like we have like the worst media in the world. Like, they're so awful. Like. They should be running these crazy Joe Biden things nonstop, but they really don't. Um, and they don't mention Bernie Sanders at all. Like, you would not know that Bernie Sanders has been consistently in the top three the entire race. Um, and is often in first or second place. That is the weirdest thing to me. Because Complete how do you blackout. just not acknowledge a candidate? Yeah. That means there's moneyed interest behind that. There has to be, yeah, right? of course because there is. Barack Obama fucking came out last week and fucking piece of shit and was like, well, you know, if Bernie was if Bernie was running away with the nomination, then I'd have to step in and say something. Fuck you, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. He'd have to say something to the to the media and everyone's like, hey, look, this guy is obviously taking it. We need to put our support behind him or no, no. Oh, he'd step in and say, like, don't vote for Bernie. Why? Yeah. Uh, because he's a neoliberal, like, fucking piece of shit. Um, because he took us from two wars to seven and is afraid that the, if the next Democrat actually does something, it'll show what a shitty piece of shit he is. I, that, you're right, Obama did. I, I was talking about what did Bernie do? Like, I, I was looking for things that Bernie didn't do, which is nothing. You're right. So we have to go to Obama because he is everything you said. Yeah, yeah. It's because if anybody that's if anybody that's not a complete fucking garbage fire becomes president, they'll look better than Obama because Barack Obama is one of the fucking worst. What are the odds? Absolute think, fucking coward. What are the odds you think that Pence will be the next president? I mean, great, great odds. <laughs> like, because Donald Trump could resign any day. I don't know if he'll resign. I think he would, I mean, I would assume he would resign before, like, he would actually be impeached. It's, I like, mean... Like, I think he would be like, you know what, I, I tried, I did, I was a wonderful president, but no one's gonna let me do anything, so I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Fuck you, America. I gave you everything. This is your fault. I feel like that's what he would do. But, I mean, the second he's out of the, unless Pence will pardon him, or the next yes. president... Assuming Pencil that that pardon. happened, yeah. yeah. I mean, fucking Ford pardoned Nixon. That's bullshit, yeah. I mean, I Trump's mean, done was... a hell of a lot worse shit than Nixon, so... But, I mean, everybody's done worse shit than Nixon, including Barack Obama. Um, but it's, when, it's The veil is lifting more and more every day. Yeah. I feel. Not just for Trump, but for everyone. Yeah. And it's, it's getting to a point, friend. Yeah. Like, I, Bernie Sanders are fucking... Like, fucking full bloody revolution. <laughs> Brad, you've had that guillotine ready for a while. Ready and waiting. Brad has his solstice tree up. I can see it in the background. He has a yes. little stocking hung between his posters. Of, uh, many stockings hung. Is that War for the Planet of the Apes? Do I? Conquest? What Planet of the oh. Apes poster is that? Yes, this is uh, Conquest. Conquest and also... Who's... La Rebellion de los Simios. <laughs> I have the foreign uh, Conquest poster. 
And a little bit further back, hidden behind the tree, I see the solstice uh, guillotine. Yeah, <laughs> Properly decorated. Of course. Uh, of course, I've got the solstice guillotine up there. Of course, Hordax on top of the tree. The best yeah. tree topper ever. Where he belongs. Yeah. You know, Horde Prime, not a tree topper. Mm-mm. Hordak? No. Totally. Yes. Skeletor could not carry a tree. No. Brad, let's mm-hmm. talk about the holiday times, man, because I'm excited to hear what happened with you. A lot of crazy stuff happened on this end. Ooh. Um, I was on TV. Big time, big star. Big, big star. time. Local news, big star. Big fucking star. I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, Alex is a fucking celebrity. I made it. Hey, if this is your first episode of Ramjack, <laughs> I was the guy on TV. <laughs> Local news, like barely a second and a half with my family at a Thanksgiving Day parade on the west side of Cincinnati. Nice. How was Did that Did I get to watch? I, I, it, was, it was a little better this year. Mm-hmm. It was a little better. I mean, they really brought the stars out. And by stars, I mean me. And they put us on TV so the whole world could see us. And by that, I mean everyone watching the Cincinnati News. Watch um, him shine. Watch him shine like a true star. So I've never seen the cameras cover this parade before. Normally, it's pretty low rent, but I've talked about it on the show many times. There's mm-hmm. One of the highlights is the Jesus float. There were competing Jesus floats this year. Oh, was was like one like uh, one like a regular Jesus, and the other one was like Jesus Christ Superstar. I wish, man. That would one be great. Of, one of them was Jesus died for you. We're gonna show. Uh, I would say a more tastefully clipped. You could actually show this on the road, but it's still very bizarre. Uh, cut scenes from Passion of the Christ, so not super bloody like it was last year of graphic, but just enough to where it's like Jesus is like, ugh. Um, the other one was just a guy with a megaphone, and they had some sort of, I can't remember what the float was, but he was just talking God up. Ugh. But they were really weirdly hey, nice. Hey, you, hey uh, anybody here heard of God? Real great guy. Let me just tell you a little bit. Super cool. You're going to want to check him out. Goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's give thanks for God. Who here knows God? Raise your hand. Huh, not enough. Like, trying to interact with the crowd, it was strange. Everyone gave out candy. We had more. We had about as much candy as we did on Halloween, which was bizarre. That's not a thing. You shouldn't have extra candy between Halloween and Christmas. Um, you, but you got to get your Thanksgiving candies, all, all your Reese's turkeys. And, uh... <laughs> it was a lot of lollipops, which Vera loves because she loves lollipops. Nice. Well, no, well, like suckers, not lollipops. No one eats lollipops anymore. Whoa. And a lot of a lot of Got chocolate. Got thrown. <laughs> Hey, uh, all you lollipop heads out there, Alex says you're fucking weirdos. But yeah, it was a, it was an interesting. I mean, it's a it's a low rent parade on the west side of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never seen the film crew there. They had two cameras, and they were setting up. We had we had already been there, like for like 10, 15 minutes, just waiting. Don't know why we got there that early. We didn't have to. There isn't a large crowd at any point. We're standing there in the cold. I'm having to hold Vera because she's freezing. It's not. We're all bundled up. And then the news crew shows up, and I'm thinking, huh, I bet they're going to try to get me. Podcast celebrity, they're going to try to get me on camera. I know it. And Emily's like, what the fuck are you saying out loud? Please stop saying that in public. I'm like, oh, trust, trust, guys. I know how this works. Um, but yeah, 
in all seriousness, they were uh, they did their little segment, which I couldn't hear because there was a marching band, and then they started like panning the crowd. Um, but I guess we were the only people who were like, uh, what what do you call it when you're in Hollywood and you're ready for sweeps? <laughs> What is the what is the phrase? What is that? I don't remember what it's. I, we were camera ready, is what I'll say. Nice, I'll just say we were nice. camera ready. I actually like moved myself to be more like if they put the camera this way. Mm. Obviously, I'm the one they're gonna want to see. Right. I tried to move Vera, and she's like looking excited. Take Joey, a look at this photogenic family. Yeah, Emily kind of picks up on it. And she's like, all right. So we got the, we got the fo- we were the photogenic family that they highlighted. Of oh, here's a family at the parade, and it was pretty fun. Look at these safe whites. Look at us. I mean, don't think they didn't run through my head because I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's why they put us on there. Because huh? there were a lot of other I, people Alex, around Alex, us. I'm it's, like, it's Cincinnati. It's only whites. Don't tell me there was anyone else there. It was the west side of Cincinnati. There were a lot of people there from all kinds of ethnicities. Mm. Somehow they found us. I, I, I still feel uh. you were in a strong majority. On our one little median, perhaps. Across the street, no, not by a long shot. In the parade, not by a long shot. All right. But that was some of the fun. Did I get to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? No. Oh. Dog show? No. Oh. I mean, I was heartbroken. But I got to be on TV, so it's whatever. Nice. And that was that was pretty much the highlight. What's been going on with you? How, how did you guys ring it in? Well, so first of all, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, of course, I, I had to get up really early because I bought a gigantic turkey, um, and it was <laughs> going to take true. a long time to cook. That must uh, have been a big bag. It was it was very large. It was uh, very large. It did come in a bag. Um, it was a turkey, a uh, full turkey, <laughs> not just a turkey breast, like a full for real turkey, a full uh, 19 and a half pound turkey. Damn. Large turkey. Large yeah. turkey for a very small group of people. But hey, it happens. Uh, <laughs> so I... I'm gonna watch the parade, and I, and I'm trying to find like the over-the-air station. I'm like, oh, we don't have NBC over the air. Oh, but it's play. Oh, but then I check. I'm like, oh, it's playing on CBS. Okay, great. I forget that like you don't want to watch CBS parade coverage. No. You want to watch NBC. You want to see Al Roker. And I don't know. Just in my mind, I was like, I didn't even think about it at first. I was like, why is this coverage so weird, guys? I don't know if anyone's ever tried to watch the CBS Macy's parade coverage. It is terrible. First, the hosts are trash. I don't know who these people are, <laughs> but they were bad. They were just awkward and weird. It honestly made me nervous listening to them talk because like they didn't know how to banter like humans and it was off-putting. And I was just, I just felt uncomfortable. Hmm. So, and then every time they would go to like a Broadway performance, they would cut away from the parade to like a pre-recorded fucking performance um, introduced by Stephen Colbert, like in his theater, like, and I'm like, what is this? Whoa, CBS. Like, I I want to see performances outside of people being cold. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Can they just not? I'm assuming because Macy's, I mean, NBC has the the exclusive. Well, then why are you even showing it, CBS? Like, what are you doing? It's just there to be a trick. Um, and once I finally figured out what was going on, I was like, oh. Okay, well, can I watch it online on YouTube or something? He's like, no, you can't. So I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do? So I got a, I got a Hulu a trial um, subscription, which I do have to cancel on the next Ooh. two days. Um, so I could watch live NBC. Um, and luckily I got in just a time to see Al Gore's epic battle with Butter. 
Um, Al Gore's or Al Roker's? Sorry. Sorry. Because Al Gore's epic battle of I mean, I, 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 We're stopping right now, and I'm going to go find that on YouTube. That, that would be amazing as well. Um, I would love to see Al Gore. I, first thing, I, I came after. I came after climate change. And now I've moved on to butter. That's the next big problem facing this country. Butter. So, uh, <laughs> but Al Roker. Al Ro guys, if you're unaware... Al Roker got into it with a guy dressed up like a stick of butter, and it was great and not planned. Wow! So he's taking per, improv as, classes. Well, he just as, kind of, you know, Al Roker always gets kooky out there. And apparently, this guy that was dressed up as the stick of butter, he just happened to be close to Al Roker, and like they had, you know, he had been instructed, like, hey, you know, mess with the crowd, you know, have fun. Um, and so he was like, you know, going towards Al Roker, but Al Roker, being the hammy goof that he is, was like, hey, get out of here, you butter! And it was great. <laughs> and but it was real weird. Um, but he's just, but the butter guy's just shouting, "Happy butter Thanksgiving!" Happy <laughs> <laughs> Have a butter Thanksgiving! Butter! He's just yelling about butter, and it was weird and great and amazing. <laughs> and Al Roker just get out of here, you butter! Amazing. Wonderful moment in my life. Um, absolutely wonderful. I'm watching it later. Um, Al Roker is in the sidecar of a motorcycle uh, going through the parade, you know, being Al Roker, and guess who's back? Butter! <laughs> and he's running after him, trying to catch up, and Al Roker's like, ah! He's a, uh, a bunch of clowns here. And what you read, and I was like, that was weird. I was like, is this going to be a recurring thing? Didn't happen again. So I was like, that was weird. Later, because um, everyone on Twitter was talking about Al Roker versus the butter guy. <laughs> Later, turns out Al Roker didn't even realize that that was the same guy. It was just happenstance. He happened to come across the butter guy again. And the butter guy was like, oh, I'll make something out of it. It, this was completely unplanned and completely magical. And one of the greatest moments in television history. I gotta catch footage of this. Oh, this is amazing. you have to! It's so good. It's so good. That's what you watch this fucking parade for. Like, I want to see Al Roker doing goofy shit. Uh, but this was this was truly magical. It was wonderful. I want Butter Guy to be like a reoccurring character. Yeah. On whatever yeah. morning show Al Roker's on. Well, I think they had they brought him in on on the Today Show like the next day because it was such a you know it was such a viral hit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Just in my mind, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not as beautiful as I'm picturing it, but the fact that he's in a sidecar of a motorcycle driving away and doesn't realize that the butter guy is chasing him. Yeah. Is a, is, that is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it, it was great. It was absolutely wonderful. And you're telling me on CBS... Now nothing? get that on CBS. On CBS, it's no just No butter trash. guy, no roker. Just fucking trash. Garbage so, fire. Yeah. We'll get back. We'll get back to uh, um, Heap on Hulu uh, later because I do have another another uh, mention about well, Hulu. I will say this: what I said earlier, I did not be. I wasn't able to see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade while it was happening. Mm -hmm. But later on YouTube, I tried to find it. I want to say on Saturday or Sunday, I thought I'll just put it on in the background. That way, I'll just get that because I want to see it. I want to because you had mentioned the butter guy to me via like messaging in some way, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll figure out. I didn't realize it was this awesome, but. So I went on YouTube and they didn't have it. Normally they just have it. Someone will upload it, but they didn't. But there was like an off-brand, not CBS, but it was another group that was filming it. And they had, no, it was just like someone on the side of the road, like a few cameras getting it at different angles. And yeah, that was Horizon weird. Horizon was doing that. And I was like, what is this? 
it's strange to watch it without hosts. Yeah, yeah. I, just I, like a normal parade. I need Al Roker. Like, like I, when when Al Roker dies, I think the parade dies. <laughs> I think yeah. they just cancel it. It's like, sorry, uh, we can't go on without Al Roker. It is weird to watch because they have almost all of them on YouTube in their entirety back in the 80s and 90s. The guy before Roker, that weather guy who was yeah, kind of yeah, like uh, Roker. Willard, uh, Willard Scott. I remember him more from like the Smuckers, like these people are old birthday things, which was super yeah. strange. Oh, yeah. But, so he was like a more tame Roker, but Roker's uh-huh. over the top. So maybe is there someone in the wings like training under Roker? Mm. Does he have an apprentice? Because he should. Or else they will have to cancel the parade, like you said. Yeah, I who's who's next generation Roker? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to know. Huh? We may never be ready. No. So that was great. Um. So, so we got everything. Uh, I, I so I got the turkey cooked and everything. Um. I cooked the dr- I had the the dressing ready. Uh. So I uh, packed up everything and took over to Tammy and Dan's. Um. And we set up there, and like we had, we had, we were fucking on point this year with time. Like every, everything, everything was on the table and ready to go when the dog show started. Like we were having nice. our meal with the beginning of the dog show. It's perfect, perfect timing. Um, amazing meal. Just I so much, an insane amount of food. Like it was great. So much good stuff. Everything was delightful. Turkey for days. I like seriously. Seriously, I just I just finished the last of my turkey today. Huh? So I left most of it with, with Tammy and Dan. Um, enjoy, Dan. <laughs> enjoy that turkey. Dog show was dog show was good. I mean, as always, fucking AKC. They're Nazis, um, and they pick ugly dogs. So I did see the winner. Yeah, ugly. And I was disappointed. Ugly. Though Sammy was Sam. It was so weird, like. You know, we're watching the dog show. We're talking about all these ugly dogs. Um, all of a sudden, like, this uh, bulldog that ended up winning, um, like, Sammy, like, perks up and is, like, watching, like, attentively the television the whole time Ooh. this dog's on the screen. So Sammy picked the winner. So what if there really are just behind-the-scenes dog judges? I mean... <laughs> Judged by their peers, and the dogs are just like, oh, that Thor dog really has a command I yeah. respect. He's an alpha... He deserves the win. Every year, it's been that like a I secret mean, dog coalition. Maybe, maybe, but man, that golden retriever, that golden retriever that was up this year was great. It was an amazing golden retriever. Should have won to a human, but to dogs, ah. pass on golden retriever. I guess Where's that bulldog. Where's Thor? That's his name, right? I thought someone yeah. said something about Thor on Twitter, and again, I thought. My the first thought in my head was Brad thinks this is an ugly dog, and I will agree with him when he eventually says it. Yeah. A lot of ugly dogs this year. A lot of ugly... I mean, it's always a lot of ugly dogs. Like, I don't understand the fucking dog shows. Though, um, Florida Dog Show coming up in a couple of weeks. Very excited. <laughs> As always. Well, that's, yeah, that's a whole other animal. Or a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, dog show, great. Delightful. Food, delightful. Um, stage reading of Shrek, delightful. Oh, the holiday stage reading of Shrek. Yeah, as you do. As you do. <laughs> Uh, Josie had homework over the break. She had to read uh, Shrek. So we did a staged reading of Shrek. Awesome. It was good times. It was fun. Did it take you... How long did it take you to read it? Well, it's Shrek Jr., so it wasn't very long. What? And um, What is Shrek Jr.? It's like the the kid's version of of Shrek, the musical. So her homework was to read Shrek Jr. Mm -hmm. 
in preparation for them doing the musical or yeah, they're, they're doing it this year yeah okay so um yeah so we we read we read the script and then we had the soundtrack for all the songs so Ooh. it was good it was good is she, is she gonna be in it or i don't know don't know okay let me refer- does she want to be in it like was there a know. part that she well so you guys just read it for the like yeah, just read it like yeah well I, yeah had to be it had to be done so uh in uh, what parts were you i was shrek nice and uh i think uh pig number three and oh. the ugly duckling and i think i had one more what was the other one i can't remember please tell me you recorded this no we did not we why did have. you not record it should have recorded it this is prime content yeah should have sent it to jonathan <laughs> he could he could use it for content yes it was fun though it was a good time i've never seen shrek jr and I, I don't remember enough of the first shrek movie to really remember the plot so i don't know how much they changed I, I re-listened to jonathan's episode on shrek to uh, to prepare for the role hmm so i had a little bit of context weird ogre creature got it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lord farquhar mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't i don't that is awesome I wish I could get us to do a stage reading of anything as a family. That'd be. We made that one Christmas movie not too long ago, which was the uh, retelling of the Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah. But a, a stage read, like our own version of Shrek? We were not ready for that. We'll do something else. I mean, we've already done Shrek, Alex. You can't do Shrek. It's already been done. Sunday in the Park with George? Show. Yes, please do a family reading of Sunday in the Park with George. Maybe something else. Man of La Macha. I don't know. Joey could probably get into that. All right, family, uh, we're now going to do our holiday stage reading of Rent. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, okay. Who wants what parts? (laughs) Wild. Joey is going to... Joey's old enough, I think, to understand parts of Rent, but not all of it. So it'll be a lot of questions. But every kid's got to grow up. Why not at the holiday family reading of any musical? Choose at random. (laughs) Joey, which character with AIDS do you want to be? (laughs) What's AIDS, AIDS again? Joey. <laughs> oh, man. We got to do a lot of work. There's a lot of prep for the holiday reading of a musical. A lot, lot of prep. A lot of prep. Got to gotta prep. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. Um, so then, of course, we went out and did some Black Friday shopping. Nice. Um, what was your haul? What'd you get? I got, I got some towels. Nice. I got a toothbrush. Ooh. Uh, I got some headphones, um, that, like, they're, like, the, the full, like, the, the, uh, in-ear Bluetooth, uh, um. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they were on sale at Target, so I got those. I, you know, I, 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 my headphones are still holding up currently, so, but I feel like these things have been around for, like, way too long. These things have lasted, like, I want to say, like, eight months, maybe. Oh, dude. They're gonna die, like, any day now. There's no question. So I'm gonna wait for these to die before I break those guys out. So, but I'm prepared now, and I'll have uh, full uh, wireless uh, headphones then, which will be awesome. Ever since I got my new phone, it had to go all wireless. Yeah, why would you not have wireless headphones? Like the best thing yeah. in the world. Yeah, but I, I, I think I've had these like you know these are these are wireless, but they still have the cable connecting them. These are like mm-hmm. the full like. Uh, oh yeah, mini ear, but like in ear, right? Like in ear, yeah, like the. I haven't had it before. Haven't had it. I'm excited. Which do you know? Which ones are they? The JBL or? Uh, hold up. Let me grab them real quick. 
They're, I can see them from here, but I can't see the box. These are J-Buds Air Sport. Ooh. So, excited. These will be, these will be fun. This looks nice. I'm excited. Very nice. See, all the ones I have are also wired still to each other. Yeah. None of the in-ear fun stuff. Nothing wrong with those. They're, oh, nothing wrong with them at all. They're great. They're great. They're just not sporty. They're not the future. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. I don't like the Apple ones. I yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I would like those because the shape of them is terrible. Like well, regular Apple earbuds are not comfortable. So you've seen the new ones, right? The new ones are just like these, where it has like the oh, comfort, really? like you can change. So it's it's a real. It's a, it's a viable option and not the okay. garbage. Uh, to carry the train of using that word like whatever whoever's ear they modeled that after mm-hmm. no so the new ones are actually comfortable and usable okay. i just don't like the fact that they have like that weird they look weird to me and not yeah, in a the, good the, way the, the way they the little stick that goes down it looks like they're it looks like they just cut the wire off yeah yeah it is There's weird some, google has some really cool looking ones that look like the thing that ahura used to listen to in a nice yeah one of my coworkers has those and they look really cool Amazon has, like, there's a lot of other cooler-looking designs. I've just never been a fan of yeah. the Apple one. Um, I got I got an amazing Christmas ornament that I, yeah, um, of a little dog wearing a hat and a, and a sweater. The moment I noticed your tree, I saw that ornament out of all of them and thought, that's a detective dog. That's great. He's amazing. He's, he's, he's adorable. I love him. He's my favorite. He's my champion. Um, <laughs> is his name champion? Um, yes. Yes, his name is now champion. Nice. Champion the dog. Um, so, yeah. Uh, did I get anything else? I think that's all I got. Um, I mean, uh, did, did I did I do some uh, Black Friday shopping online? Yes, of course Ooh. I did. Of course I did. Um, um, did I did? Oh fuck! I should have told you to get this. Damn it. Uh, well, you still can. It's like it it was on sale, but it's dirt cheap. Um, the old school. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 that we used to play in college. <gasps> um, I got that for like $3. I think it's usually like $6. So really? I, not a huge expense. Yeah. Uh, but I got that on Steam. And I, I think I got uh, Fallout 4 as well. Oh, dude. So someday I'll play 20 minutes of that, probably. I, those were fun times when we had our, our game parties, our game days, I would say. Indeed. I, well, well, the thing we got on Black Friday, well, in the extended weekend sale. We had big aspirations to go out Friday morning early mm-hmm. and have Emily's parents watch the kids so we could just get a lot of shopping done. Did not expect Emily to get sick and we had to just go home early and Emily got very sick. Yikes. When she eventually went to the doctor on either Saturday or Sunday, turns out she had an inner ear infection in both of her ears. She had pink eye in both eyes. She had strep throat. And there was something else that was bothering yeah. her. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. So she was absolutely miserable. So we actually didn't end up doing much of anything for the rest of the weekend. It was just me and Vera and Joey hanging out, doing our stuff, helping take care of Emily. But that didn't stop me from shopping online. I So one of the things that we're going to have, we're going to get a family computer for Christmas, and I'm going to be building a PC for the first time. Nice. Joining, as gamers would say, the PC Master Race for the first time in over 10 years. I am excited. It's D- fun. Does that mean that we could actually play 
<laughs> Battlefront 2 old school like we did? Of course. Yeah. Though at a a level we would have never been able to then no not at on all. our old computers on our old laptop computers we were playing we were playing uh at what was at the time um like a high-end like game on fucking shitty laptops which are not built to play games especially not then no in 2006 playing a video game on your laptop no, 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 no. <laughs> Low frame rate. I mean, there was artifact constant overheating. Screen. Yeah. But it was super fun. It was great. I'll it was never great. forget that time I got terrified when Darth Vader killed me and then my thing spun around and he was right there on my face, like yeah. breathing, screaming. God, that was a fun. That, th- those were good times. You know what? We'll have them again. Yeah. Once I get definitely. this PC. Because I, I built it. The main reason we got it was because Joey's been showing more of an interest in like advanced computer stuff. Like he's got his tablet and he loves it. But he he says when he gets older he wants to do game design and maybe programming and we're like, "All right, we can start to kind of train you on that. Yeah. We can do some of it on your tablet and some of it on my computer." But all of our computers now that are new are our work computers. We don't have like a family-owned computer. Mm-hmm. So with all of that, we're like, "Okay, I guess it's time to build a PC." for Joey and all of us. But I wanted to make sure that it would last, I guess, without me having to update it much. Sure. So I, I kind of splurged and nice went all out on my <laughs> Friday. I, I do love the fact that I've been getting messages like for the past few days, like, do I need, like, is this too much? Which do you have? Do, I don't want to go over. I was like, I, don't go overboard. You don't need to go overboard. I didn't go as overboard as I thought I was going to. I went with an i5 Intel processor as opposed to uh, a Radeon AMD processor mm-hmm. or a Ryzen or whatever they're called because I like Intel as a brand. Mm-hmm. And I had an AMD computer a long time ago, and I know their processors are really good now. Um, in some cases, far better than an Intel one, especially for the price point at certain things. But I was like, nah, I want an, I want a, I want an Intel product. So I got a, a newer, I don't think it's the, it's the, maybe the old, the generation before this or before the newest one or the newest one, it's, it's running Coffee Lake. I can't remember which one that is, but it's an, it's an i5. Clocked at 3.6 gigahertz. It can overclock to who knows. I don't know how much overclocking it'll do. Was going to get 16 gigabytes of RAM because I will be using this for my own stuff. But then I saw something was on sale, so I went ahead and just got 32 gigabytes of RAM. Nice, nice. Was yeah, I going to splurge get... anywhere? Splurge, splurge on RAM and hard oh, drive. Yeah. Like so, I it, we're starting out because I realized I could easily just buy either another solid state drive or like another internal just like disc spinning drive later. So I only bought the I would say um, solid state drive, and it was five hundred gigabytes. So that's a lot. That's enough for now. I don't see us going over five hundred gigabytes ever, but we'll see. Um, so the graphics card because we had to get a graphics card. I was thinking, do I need, like, I, I have a two gigabyte graphics card in my work laptop. Should I get, like, a four or six? I went with an eight gigabyte graphics card. Nice. It's one of the newer ones. It has a USB-C export, and here's the reason why. Why should I limit Joey to traditional computer stuff when maybe next year on Black Friday we could buy a VR rig? And that's nice. what this graphics card is capable of doing. Nice. <laughs> and who knows what else I'll need to do with like a graphics tablet because it can connect directly to my graphics tablet better than I would say anything else. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking of like multiple monitors because mm-hmm. I still have my Wacom tablet. But I thought, 
I don't know what's going to happen with it. Maybe Joey will one VR. I want to be ready for it because I don't want to have to buy another card later. No. And I, I, I will but I have to eventually, but I wanted to I buy at least. All... The thing yeah, is, like, we'll be fine. I, for a yeah, while. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know if we're still in that. Th I don't think things are, is, are um, is rapidly increasing as they were at one time. I don't, I mean, I know we're getting smaller with stuff, but it's, it's right at the threshold. Like yeah. AMD and them are starting to do like seven nanometer processing. Like, and there's only so much with the mass reduction we do that you can even get much smaller without yeah. like a total paradigm shift in computing. Quantum computing, that's not going to happen at a consumer level anytime soon. Yeah, I well, because I built because I built this in I I what I guess uh, 2014. So it's it's about I've, this computer's been around about five years now. And, like, and you're solid, right? There's I am no solid. <laughs> There's nothing you need, nothing you no. want for it. So I was thinking maybe the only thing that will change will be maybe a format, and VR might kick off in the next few years. And I would be denying Joey something. Something yeah. else I was thinking, like if I was a kid, I always had hand-me-down computers. Mm -hmm. We never really bought. I honestly didn't buy a new computer until I bought one when I was an adult. So how awesome would it have been if I had an amazing rig as a child just out the gate and not a Commodore 64 or an Apple yeah. IIe? <laughs> so I thought, Joey's, I don't know if he'll ever appreciate it, but he'll at least know, oh, we have a really good computer at home. Sure. Sweet. Plus, I'm going to be able to play Battlefront 2 with you on it. So it'll be fine. Absolutely. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. We can do all of our professional stuff on it and also have time for gaming. Sure, 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 sure. But that's that's all we bought for Black Friday. Nice. Oh, I also bought like a shit ton of stuff on the Rift Tracks uh, website because they had a sale. So I've just got a ton of stuff that I don't know when I'll watch. But something. So the marketing for this year's Black Friday was insane. I have five hundred emails in my marketing like subfolder. Mm -hmm. um, it drove one of my friends crazy. But one of the things I saw as like a marketing gimmick was calling the sale that happens after Black Friday and after Cyber Monday the Encore Sale. It's Fair basically, enough. it was like, yeah, Cyber Monday, the Encore Sale, and it lasts all week. Mm. I really hope they just keep going with it forever. Like <laughs> the Encore Sale, Christmas's Encore Sale, or whatever. Like it just keeps going yeah. until it comes back to Black Friday and it's been the longest running sale ever. The extended Encore. Yeah, for real. That would be funny, I think. I think that'd be a fun time. What else happened in your holiday? Jaws? Um. I mean, yeah, did some did the shopping. We went to Target and Best Buy. Um, and, uh, J.C. Penney's. Doing it right. Um, anything interesting there? I don't know. Um, we hit, uh, of course, then we went to Hotopato. Obviously, it's a holiday. Got to. Gotta go to Hotopato. It was delicious. How full is a Hotopato? I'm assuming pretty brimming. Um, well, it was like, it was like around, like, 9 p.m., so not, not oh, too Oh, okay. Much. Yeah. Late night Hotopato. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not late night, but you know, the yeah. wee hours of the, the true evening. Yeah. It was, it was, it, we, we finished our shopping and we were ready to, for, a, for a hot pot. So um, we did that. Um, so the next day, um, I got up and I'm like, oh, I've still got this. I've got this Hulu uh, um, trial. I still got. Huh. Maybe I'll see what's on here. And Alex, I fell into a K hole <laughs> with a, a, a new show and some new friends um, on. 
My Lottery Dream House. Ah, I remember you you emailed us all about this, right? Oh, it's, yeah, because it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. This show, it's, the gist of it is, it's, you know, people trying to find houses. They've all won the lottery. So every episode you're meeting uh, somebody that's won money in the lottery. And now they want to buy their dream home. Now the thing is, Hmm. a lot of people don't win that much money in the lottery. So, like, (laughs) a lot of these episodes, it's somebody that, like, won a million dollars. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of dream home are you going to buy with your one million dollar winning? Weird. Uh, the first episode, though, I mean, they, as always, you know, they, they order it so they, they, they know that first episode is going to knock you out. First episode, a guy buys a fucking mountain. What? He just buys a fucking, he buys a, a fucking giant house on a, ma- on a mountain. And then he's like, yeah, well, after I bought this place, you know, then I, well, I bought the, uh, I, I bought the lot below it, and then the lot on the other side, so I own the whole mountain now. <laughs> this guy won like $180 million. Okay, I was going to say, you're not going to do that with a million. No, I think, I think, but I think it was totally, I, well, just the first place, the first place, not the rest of the mountain, but the first chunk of the mountain in the house was, I think, like $6 million. But he has $180 million ultimately. Yeah, yeah. I don't know so, if he's getting paid out like every month or like lump sum. Surely lump sum. Surely. Um, but yeah, it was that was that was amazing. That was like, wow. Yeah. This is pretty crazy. All right, I'm down for this show. Let's watch some more. And then, you know, we start slumming it a little bit. Alex, th- there was this fam. This man, his wife, he, like they... They were uh, they weren't doing so well before they won the lottery. Um, her mother had been ill in Puerto Rico, and so they had gone down to help take care of her for a while. And they'd come back, and they they didn't even have their own place. They were staying like they were staying like with his mother while they got back on their feet. Uh, money was tight. Then they won the lottery. Alex, they won one million dollars. <laughs> so a super tiny lottery. So I like. Mean, a million I, bucks isn't anything to scoff at. A million dollars is great. It's great. You're not going to get through the rest of your life on a million dollars unless oh, no. you are the most amazing strategic financial planner in the world. And then even still, like, I I don't know how you're going to gi- do it. It'll give you a head start to a future that isn't total it gives ultimate you, poverty. It, it gives you all the leeway to get your shit together for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. Like, you can, like, you can, if you want to go back to school and, like, uh, further yourself so you can get a better job, cool, 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 cool. Uh, But you are not going to survive, like, the rest of your life. You're not going to survive another 40, 50 years on a million dollars. It's not going to happen. So the guy goes in there. He's like, okay, well, what are you looking for in a house? Like, oh, we'd love to be by the water. You know, we'd love this. uh, We'd love that. Uh, We really want uh, this kind of uh, style. Uh, All right, cool. Girl, sounds great. Girl, sounds great. What's your budget? Uh, We're thinking around (laughs) $800,000. All of your money. What? What? You won $1 million. And you, you didn't. It's not like you own a house and it's like, yeah, I'm going to sell my current house and then I've got the lottery winnings. No, you have one million dollars. You go to the store and buy a stick of gum, you're no longer a millionaire, buddy. (laughs) You have to play property tax the next year. You're moving out. You're selling it. Uh, $800,000. $800,000. Oh, I have one million. 
I have $10. I'm planning to spend eight of it. No, no, it's not allowed. I like, I was just, so does the, I'm screaming. I'm just screaming at the television. <laughs> so does idiots. the realtor like gulp and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, like he's, I mean, he's going along with it. He's like, he's there to help make dreams come true. Like, this but guy. he's smiling at the camera nervously, right? Thinking these people are insane. Like they should get a hundred thousand dollar home, maybe a $200,000 home yeah. at the most. Yeah. Just buy a regular house. Yeah. Just buy a regular house and like get your life together. Like, Move to Jackson, buy like buy a, a cul-de-sac yeah, <laughs> for two hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> like you will, you will live a king's life <laughs> for at least a decade. Seriously, then the money runs out. But oh hopefully, you can do something with the rest of those hundreds of thousands of dollars to like. Yeah. Just if you win a million, just bank it and live off the interest for a while, and then think about what you need to do to make a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah, I like these people were killing me. And also like some of these places they're 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 looking at in like that are like expensive places that are like over half a million dollar houses, like I'm seeing a, I'm seeing like carpeted stairs all over the place. And I'm like, well, "What is there was I there was one place that had a fucking carpeted bathroom." No. Yes. You saw it wrong. It was like a trick it, of the light. It was like a interesting stone. It was like this um like cabin place in Tennessee. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. Those dummies. Fucking carpet <laughs> in the bathroom. Gross. Like, what is with all this fucking carpet? Like carpet everywhere. I didn't like stepping onto a tiny rug out of the shower, so I just put the rug all over the floor. I have Ugh. it replaced every month. God. So gross. That so is gross. super disgusting. Uh, but uh, so um, it, the the people that with that were that were trying to spend too much money. Um, in the, the episode, Alex, they didn't spend um eight hundred thousand dollars on a house. Oh goodness! They spent eight hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> you idiots! <laughs> These fucking morons. So they follow up with them later, right? Uh, I, you see like a second. It's like, hey, here's our house. We love it here. It's so wonderful. I love it. It's beautiful. Goodbye. Credits. <sighs> and Every then, one of these shows oh owe it to us as li- watchers to go back a year, two years later, yeah. and follow up. Yeah. I mean, there there was just so much. Like, I'm like, fucking hell. It, it was... There, because there were a couple of people like that were spending too much money, and then there was this one where this woman, she was like in her like mid to late twenties, um, and she wow. won five million dollars. Oh, and that's she, the beginning of a rom com, or like, well, a- and and she had been like she had moved back in with her her family, um, um, like after you know college and everything, and she's she's trying to get back on her feet, trying to save money to buy a house. That was well, uh, you know, she's trying to buy her own place. So she would, uh, luckily, it worked out. She won five million dollars. Classic Gen Z. I guess she would be Zen G, or is she a Generation Z, or is she a millennial? I think. I, I don't know how the age breaks I think down. She's, I think she's still in millennial territory. Also, this, I think this episode was a few years ago. So, oh, okay, so definitely a millennial. Yeah, moving back in with moms and pops. Just hey, look, help me out a little bit longer. I'll be out of your hair once I get enough money for a house. Yeah, it and happens. her thing was like, I plan on you know living back at home for a year and then buying a place. Two years, um, maybe four. So uh, that was in her plan. Economy. But now she's she's won the lottery, so she's getting her own place, and she's really interested. In a condo, mm. like, in, but she wants to be downtown. And I'm like, 
listen, I, you have five million dollars. Why the fuck do you want to have shared walls? That, I, I can't even understand. And like, even like the guy, he shows her like two condos and then like a house that's close to downtown. He's like, you know, you can buy this house. It's the cheapest of these three options. Um, so uh, maybe buy this house because it's really great and cheaper and bigger and awesome. And she's like, I want to, I, I want to live downtown. I want to live closer to downtown. She bought the fucking condo. I'm like, Dumb. what? <laughs> oh, I mean, if you, I don't understand the appeal of a condo. If you can, if you if you cannot, if if it's within your means to go with the house, especially yeah. if you have five million dollars and there's a cheaper, bigger house close to downtown. But I guess you just want to be to where you can walk around. Overrated as yeah. someone who has worked downtown in a big, like in a larger city, and visited cities. It's fun to visit. It is not fun to live in a downtown and area. I swear it was like downtown Indianapolis or something. It wasn't even like oh. it's not like downtown no. somewhere cool. It's like downtown of the city I live in. If you have an awesome house in like of what I'm assuming maybe either historic district or like a brand new housing development close to a downtown, of course take it. That's like bank. I mean, that's that's what you want, not a condo. I just I like I I never like this is the last place I want to live. With shared some people walls. really like some people like condos. Emily's parents want a condo downtown, and I'm thinking, Oof. what are you gonna do? Like, you want to have like neighbors like so close, so close. No do you want to have like neighborhood kids like bouncing a ball off your door when you're trying to record a podcast on a Sunday? You no. can't record podcast. You you have already gotten yourself out of the lifestyle of I'm gonna do something in my home <sighs> because you could be interrupted by anything at any time. Ugh. it's over. Like, I mean, fuck. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Wrong decision. You have $5 million. Like, spend, just buy a house. Well, Brad, yard maintenance and house maintenance is not cheap. And it's not for the faint of heart, let me tell you. $5 million. I mean, you can can pay someone to cut your grass, bare minimum. (laughs) Listen, like, $5 million is not $1 million. True. $5 million, million, you can get by on $5 million. Yeah. Like, what do you need to be downtown for? What are you doing? She's in her 20s. She wants to live downtown and live that exciting life. I can go out to a party or, like, some event and then come back to my place and crash. I just walk everywhere. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. Indianapolis. It's the new Chicago. (laughs) No. Because if you'd have told me that she did this in Chicago, New York, I would think, yeah, 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 yeah. obviously. Sure. Hell, even L.A., I'd be like, all right, I guess. Yeah, but this is like yeah, this is like nowhere. This is nowheresville. I've driven through that. I've been there. I don't. I don't think so, guys. No, no. Um, yeah, this shows it's it's amazing. There was one where it was uh, um, this guy, and he like he was looking. He was looking at a couple places, and he's like, you know what? I think I want to change things up. I like mm. I appreciate the play the the couple places you've shown me, but. I think I want to lower my budget a little bit because I want to buy my sister a house too. <gasps> it's like, oh my god! Double houses. So the the whole thing was, like, he was like, at first he was like looking at a con, like a place that where they could get two condos nearby, and I'm like, oh god, again, Holy fucking, shit. we're fucking, we're talking about condos again. Like, stop talking about condos. You, even if you have a million dollars, you don't have to live in a condo. 
Well, in my mind, it's she's living in the condo right beside you. Exactly. Do you nope. want to live that close to family? And it was no. also one of the things was I wanted to buy her house so she would have like a, a yard for a dog. Dog in a condo? Nobody wants that. Dog wants a yard. Get the dog a yard. I mean, there's some condos that have yards, but, but it's very different. Yeah, like the typical condo does not have a yard at all, or even yeah. they might have like a public space. Like Tammy and Dan have got like a little area that like Sammy can go back yeah. to, but like obviously, ideally, like a yard is like what you're aiming for. And yeah, and I understand condos. I've looked at condos before. I get it. My wife's family likes condos for some reason, but I, like Brad, am just someone who likes a yard. Yeah. I love that we have a forest behind our house that yeah. in a in a backyard that Vera and Joey can play in. Yeah. Maybe not the forest, because that's a little dangerous, but we can like tiptoe into it. You can't get that in but a condo. Like, I, want, I want privacy. I, yeah. I want to own it where I can like do shit. Like, I want to like fucking, I want to be able to do shit to my house. If I want to put a fucking nail in the middle of the wall, <laughs> I'm going to have a party. Just put a nail right there yeah. for no reason. Just a big old hole in the wall. I can do that. Take a chance. Paint the walls a weird color. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Like, I want I want to own it. I want to do what I want with my fucking house. I don't want shared walls. I don't want, I don't want nosy neighbors. I want a yard for little Cromwell to run around. I mean, come Cromwell on. Cromwell and crew. The Cromwell crew. Yeah, Cromwell and pal. Cromwell. Tallyrand. Uh, Metternich. Oh, Wellington. Little Tallyrand? Tallyrand may be my favorite. I just, the, tally, in my mind. Little Tally. Tally? Come on. Yeah, you need a you need a yard for those dogs. Yeah, no yard, not a condo, not a condo no. for dogs. If I win a lottery, if I win the lottery, and I'm like, you know, Alex, I'm thinking about buying a condo. I hope, I hope, and I promise to reimburse you. I hope you will hop on the first plane down here and slap me in my stupid face. That might be a. I'm just gonna have to drive. What Why do you have to drive to do, 13 friend? hours? I'll, dude, I'll reimburse you for soon. your expenses. Um, this is a legally binding contract. Um, please hold me to it. Me and Joey are coming down. We're going to get some sense into you by taking you to the magical, the most magical place on earth. <laughs> that way Joey always remembers this as well. Like, yeah. Remember when Brad tried to buy a condo? And then we decided, we, we, we took him to Disney World and he was like, you know what? Why the fuck do I want a condo? <sighs> and we got in that house. How much did the guy who was going to buy a house for his sibling get? Um, what was his millions? I I don't know. I think I want to say he was like in the five or ten. Okay. He was a. I I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't crazy. No one else had a crazy amount. I think like I think one to like ten was was pretty much what we were seeing. Um, but he, it was it was did, enough that like he you know he he bought like a two hundred thousand dollar house for you know that is very res- nice yeah like well a, like it was a nice little house for his sister and he bought himself a house and it was great were they both around that price or no his was his was much nicer <laughs> I mean you don't like come on come on come on now there was this woman that like she was she was looking to buy her mother a place as well she was like I either want a really nice uh big place like on the water um that has like a mother-in-law suite that my mother can move into or I want to find like you know two places nearby so I can buy my mother a house and they bought she bought like a house and then the house next door for her mother which I'm like oh Aww. god that's way too close and there's like they, had, they put like a little uh, um de- like a little um actual like um opening in the gate so they could just like go through the backyard and like to each other's place I'm like gross too close <laughs> too close in my mind, they're rich, so they just built a tunnel underground. 
They have a fallout shelter they can both go to during a tornado. But that was yeah, but, but that was that was like two similar houses, and I'm like, wow, you 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 gotta like buy yourself a better place. Yeah. I don't, if if I won an insane amount of money and I was and I was gonna redo houses, I don't think I would make. I don't think I would buy new houses for the people that I ha- like I know in my life. Obviously, you would. If if I had an insane amount of money, you would, you and Crom, you would you would get a Cromwell house, friend. Yes. If, if it was 180 million, of course, I don't even mountain. But I think I would just super upgrade or like level my parents' house now and just build a better house on that land. Nice. <laughs> no, you still bring up the property values of everyone's houses by a disturbing amount by just putting down a really expensive house oh. near. I mean, in Jackson, if I built a 200 or 300 thousand dollar house on that in property, Jackson. A $300,000 house in Jackson is a fucking mansion. <laughs> and in that neighborhood, it'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be one of just the juxtaposition you just, like, would be fill, fill up the actual lot. Just like, yeah. all the, like to the edges. Like, no yard anymore. It's all house. <laughs> all house, three stories, <laughs> straight up. Amazing. The only existing structure is the porch and like the <laughs> swing. Like, you just. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Everything else, though, solid house, yeah. huge, like four Super stories. Super weird. People are confused. People are very. Con- it becomes like a landmark in Tennessee. It, like, like the the neighbors are like the neighbors uh, to the immediate right and left are a little upset because sometimes it blocks the sun uh, of their house, but their property value went up, so they're not complaining a whole lot. Well, Brad, once they get one of those houses in that neighborhood, you know, other rich people are going to scoop up. The super cheap land and build their own giant houses, and pretty soon that whole subdivision becomes a land of the rich. So, who are these other rich people in Jackson that are buying houses? I don't know. Maybe other, maybe other lottery winners. We'll have a lottery. Like it'll just be a destination. So people are just coming from out of state to Jackson to build lottery houses. If you won the lottery, have you won more than a million dollars? Great. More than ten million dollars? Why don't you come and show me what you've won have by you buying won a, a house a in the lottery's lottery. lottery lane? Lottery lane is what we're going to rename the yes. street, <laughs> and everyone who wins the lottery oh. builds their own lottery house there. Yeah. It's just a show of wealth. It's a weird flex, admittedly, but that's what we're that's where we're at as lottery winners who buy I houses. Like I like it. That's the show that covers the house, the, the the building of these houses on Lottery Lane. Weird flex. You bought nice. your lottery and did, you got a lottery and did what with it? Lottery Lane, colon, weird flex. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Alex. You might know me from my podcast and the brief appearance I had on local television during the Thanksgiving Day Parade <laughs> in Cincinnati. <laughs> Well, I'm back in my old hometown, and I run Lottery's Lane. Amazing. I gotta see this show. We have Hulu, so I'm just gonna get on that. Oh yeah, do it. I may watch it after the this show. Yeah, watch that. Watch that first one to see them buy a fucking mountain with horses. Like it's I just insane. have to understand how that works. Oh, like what's the mountain size? Like what's going on? Great house though. Like the most amazing house I've ever seen. Obviously. Wow. I mean, it's 100, 180 million. And on a mountain, you're in the middle of nowhere, so you really can do whatever the hell you want, and you have the space to do it in. Yeah, it's my dream. I want to live on top of a mountain with snow. Oh, dude, Cromwell's Peak. Mm. It's just all, it, it is a, it is a wonderland for a dog. It is like a retreat. You could have a dog retreat on your mountain. Well, any retreat I'm at is a dog retreat, friend. Trust. 
I'm just saying, a place for wayward dogs to come and just kind of hang out oh. and get, you know, so good, fresh He's mountain. So air. good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes, yes, that would be amazing. Brad, over the holiday, right before the holiday, on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving's Eve, we went to the theater as a family, a complete family. Nice. And watched the new Frozen movie. Joey's first movie was Frozen 1. It was the first movie I saw with him, and it was coincidentally his first movie he ever saw in the movie theater. Stayed there the entire time, watched it, got really into it, stood up during like the climax and put his head between two chairs in front of him watching it, much to the uh, surprise and fright of the two people sitting in the chairs because they didn't realize a tiny child's head was like peeking between their seats, nice. whatever. Um... So we weren't sure how Vera was going to like fare. Mm-hmm. The first 30 minutes while we were watching trailers, she was more than fine. <laughs> oh boy. We got popcorn. She was just eating popcorn, drinking her water. Joey was there just like really enthralled with the, the trailers, like excited, asking questions. They did the, we accidentally, well, we went with time and not theater type. So we were in the IMAX Dolby Digital theater so it was much louder than i thought it would be and sometimes she would like cover her ears and look at me and just be like what like not like understanding it but not being like okay this is weird um so we got about 30 minutes in to the movie itself and she started to get a little bit bored she's been there for an hour at this point she's like yeah this is like trailers and this is frozen but like a okay I mean, I just don't know. All right. Weird stuff's happening. The pacing is very strange and not that great compared to the original one or any Disney movie. What's going on, Dad? (laughs) Maybe we should just stand up. So she started to play with the reclining seats a little bit. Um, She wanted to explore. And at one point, she kind of started to go down the aisle. We're in the middle of the theater. Looks at me and says, hey, Daddy, um, I'm going to go down there. And she points down to like the front row. And we're like, Vera, you can't do that. She's like, mm. at this point, she's just, she's like slowly like moved further away from us to where <laughs> I have to get up and I follow her down. And we sit in the front row where there's no one else sitting. And she kind of just looks up watching it, loves that it's huge. We get up, we go explore the movie theater at large, not the where the show is, but like out. Mm-hmm. We see all the cardboard stands, the huge things. She takes pictures with them. She's exploring. She looks at me and says, like, you know what? It's time to go back to the movie. We go back. We sit for another 20 minutes. We do the same thing again. So I've only seen pieces of Frozen 2. But she she, she just needed more th- engagement. She was just like, I don't she know made through, about She this. sat through an hour, which is, that's oh, a lot. Oh, dude. And that's when she came lot. back, she would sit through, like, increments of 20 minutes. Yeah. And then she'd go back out for 10 more minutes. And if it wasn't for the... The trailers, she would have been fine. Yeah. Like she probably would have sat through the whole thing. Well, how old is she again? She's two. Like yeah, she's she'll yeah. be three like next year. So I mean, for a two-year-old, that she did a good impressive. job. She's watched she's watched shows for the our movies here and been focused into them. So I don't know if it was just like the new environment was. It was just such a new experience for her that she was like overwhelmed. Like whoa, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to be getting around more. And the freedom of going down to get a front row seat and then back to our middle of the theater seat was neat for her, I guess. Yeah. Frozen 2, though, as a movie, from what I saw, nowhere near as good as the first one. 
Joey liked it better because he said the animation was better, and it is. Like, okay, from an animation standpoint, absolutely fucking gorgeous. Like, they're doing things in there they haven't done in any other film, and that's expected because they try to one-up themselves. But there's not really a story, per se, in Frozen 2. It's a bunch of loosely connected things. The first one was a story, and this was kind of like a hodgepodge of ideas kind of thrown with the Frozen characters at it. And here's the worst part. Um, Olaf is growing up, Brad. He's reading. He's learning a lot about the world. And at one point, there's a montage of them going to basically investigate a voice that Elsa's hearing calling out to her uh, from from mysterious forest. So there's a montage of them like going through some mountain paths and some other forests to get to the super secret forest. And Olaf is recounting all the things that he knows. And one of the first things he says is that, you know, water has memory. Water remembers everything that it's been through and has been in it. Whoa. And I'm thinking, what? And then it starts, then he starts, then he starts talking about real facts. Like he starts talking about like real like history, but like older history about facts about animals that are true and facts about like, like land, like the natural sciences. But he drops in some water memory in the middle of it. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Did I hear that wrong? Whoa. And I thought it was going to be a joke, friend, and it would never be mentioned again. Like, well, maybe they'll, like, splutter in, like, there's just stuff that he just doesn't truly understand. Nope. This is a core crux of the plot, that water has memory. Yikes. Yeah. And uh, so also, did you know uh, um, you can treat uh, cancer with aromatherapy? Other science fact. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, 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 totally. I was floored. Like, what the fuck? Is Olaf going to do, like, homeopathy? Like, yeah. what's going on, That's Olaf? You can't Disney. Have, you can't what have, the fuck? You can't have homeopathy in, like, a fucking children's movie. Now, this is a fictional child's movie. I'm st- And if it was, Mm-mm. if they had presented it differently, cool. But the way they presented it through Olaf and the way it's presented with other things that are facts, it's like, it's hard to, this was not set up for a suspension of disbelief. This was set up in a weird way. And it's too close to things that are basically pseudoscience, homeopathy. Yeah. It was enough to take me out of the film. And then Vera literally removed me from the movie theater not too long nice. after that. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. But it was it was disappointing. And then it was Olaf, actually super then disappointing. Olaf started talking about how um, um, once he got PTSD so bad that he wasn't able to sweat anymore. Um, <laughs> it was real weird. Real weird. He's going through growing pains. He's questioning everything and as that's a child. How, and that's how you know he's not a pedophile. Because yeah. he had PTSD that prevented him from being able to sweat. Totally normal, totally legit, right? Sounds reasonable to me. Case closed. The music wasn't as good as the first one either. Like I, I still enjoyed what I saw of it, and Joey liked it more because there was there were more action sequences, I guess, or like thrilling things. I guess it was more of an adventure, but again, kind of haphazard homeopathy mixed in. Not not a great Disney showing. Nice. Well, Frozen Two. Hmm. Really quick, because I know you want to talk about your movie, but I, I can breeze through the rest of these. We have Disney Plus. We're watching all the Disney stuff. Nice. Really, some stuff is is kind of interesting. But I will say this: we watched the Cars movies, 
Cars 2, I've heard, was horrible. A lot of people who are Pixar fans hate the Cars movies because they're different and not as, let's say, Pixar-y. Cars 2, perfectly fine and serviceable. It's actually pretty good. Is it better than Frozen 2? I'm gonna go ahead and say that it is better than Frozen 2. Mm. Now, there is all that chiropractic stuff in Cars 2. Yeah, but it's with cars and you can, like, all right. (laughs) No, it's... I've never seen the first car. I didn't see the first Cars movie all the way through, and it's more of a Pixar film, but the second one is a spy thriller, and it's neat. Like, it's just fun. Um, so we watched that. Vera liked that a lot. Um, we watched Cinderella, and I, I mentioned this before to you, friend. I think Joey is on the track to really be able to debate on a, on, on your other podcast, uh true true crime mm-hmm. because there's a cat in cinderella called lucifer who's an asshole who's a jerk and evil and joey loves cats so when Lucifer's doing all these bad things he's making excuses for lucifer nice and when the mice get back at lucifer or cinderella scolds lucifer joey audibly says that's not fair nice and i'm like joey what are you talking about she's like what would she do to that cat he was just defending himself. I'm like, Joey, he trapped that mouse under a teacup and was torturing it more or less and was going to eat it. He's like, yeah, and? <laughs> He's a cat. That's what he does. Cinderella had no excuse to do what she did to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know what, kid? <laughs> Lucifer is obviously a villain in this, and that's cool. Listen, And I- you're taking the side of a cat. I get it. I First of all, I would, I would generally never defend a cat. Um... But also, I would be more likely to defend Lucifer. But, case closed, I'll never defend a mouse. <laughs> so. Joey knows what's up on that. He was, I was thinking that, I ran through my head, like, he's going to, he's looking for excuses on something that's a villain at eight. He's thinking, now, is this bad? How can I turn something that is shown to me? The storytellers are telling me this person is bad. And how do I twist it to make it not bad? Because I love cats that much. I think he's ready. I think he. I think he's he's ready to start. Really. Are you gonna take Joey to see Cats the movie? Oh fuck yeah! We saw a trailer for that, and he was wide-eyed, confused. Mm-hmm. He did make a comment about it because he was confused about Taylor Swift being in it, and he said, "Why is Taylor Swift a cat?" <laughs> like, I, I mean, great question. Great, he, great existential question. He wasn't too sure about it. I think Vera's reaction when we saw the Cats trailer was. Cats! She pointed at the nice. screen. <laughs> but Joey was confused and also like enamored by it. Okay, all right, nice, nice, nice. So I will, I, we will definitely be taking Joey to Cats, nice. and I cannot wait to bring that report back. Brad, you've seen another movie. With that I Regal did. Life. I, I did. I'm living that Regal life. Um, finally got that on the website. Um, so you can read read the uh, the reviews. Um, haven't put this one up yet, but I saw Knives Out. Not up on the on the website yet. This is the exclusive first look at Brad's review, a rating. Fun, fun ride. Nice. It was delightful. I enjoyed it. Um, best thing, Daniel Craig's accent is so insanely wonderfully delightful. Cause it's the most goofy foghorn leghorn nonsense. And it's like <laughs> he's just like rambling sometimes. Well I do declare. This this mystery has me flummoxed. It's like a donut, and uh, I'm looking for the hole of the donut, 
but I haven't quite surmised exactly what the feeling of this donut is. It's wonderful. I fucking, <laughs> like, like, this is the best work of Daniel Craig's entire career. Um, it's the only thing that matters. When he dies, they're just going to play long sections of this movie at the Oscars so that we remember his great work in the film Knives Out. Um, but it's a Will fun, he win an Oscar for this? He absolutely should. For, so um, him... for accent work, he should win an Oscar. <laughs> New category, best. best goofy accent. <laughs> Daniel Craig. So what's the premise, basic? Is it just a spy thing? No, it's, a, it's it a murder like... mystery. Ooh, it's a murder mystery? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, um, there's like, a, there's like the, the old uh, patriarch of the family, played by Christopher Plummer. Um, he dies, and there's mystery. Did um, It was like the night of his like 85th birthday, and like also all the family was there. So like, and you know, and of course like the, there's like, uh, you know, servants and like uh, workers there, and like his nurse. And so it's like, like, did he commit suicide or was there a murder? Wow. And Daniel Craig as this goofy um, southern uh, um, investigator is going to solve this mystery. Wow. Yeah. I've heard that it has a lot of twists and turns. A lot, of, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, uh, a lot of, I mean, amazing cast. It's like everyone's great. Like it's a billion people um, and they're all wonderful. So yeah. Great. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Nice. I will once it starts streaming. Definitely. I do declare if you don't check out this movie, well, you'll be like a donut missing the hole, uh, but filled with some substance. Is it jelly? Is it Boston cream? There's no way that we could surmise exactly what the what the <laughs> feeling of this donut is without solving this mystery. I do declare. <laughs> That is, yeah, yeah, very much looking forward to this. Great, great. Love it, love it. I want to see, like, Daniel Craig doing that accent, and then um, uh, f- uh, Cumberbatch uh, doing his Doctor Strange accent. I just want them in a movie together, like, just doing those voices. Dormammu, I've come to make a bargain. <laughs> I do declare, Dormammu. <laughs> Dormammu? I've come what to ask some questions name. about donuts. <laughs> That would be true hell for Darmamu. We're not going to talk about donuts right now. I'm an American. I am an American as well. Are you? (laughs) Are either of you? I don't think so. But I love it. (laughs) Brad, I have... uh, It's time for giving advice the game. Oh! Now, we're not helping Mormons. We're going to help just normal people. But I would say that are in some extreme circumstances. Oh, I do declare. Brad, uh, not a bad guy. Um, Need some advice. uh, Red flag, red flag. Mm. Yep, red flag, foreshadow. One of the owners in my apartment building, we'll name them E, has rented out her storage unit in the attic to a person we're going to refer to as X. Storage unit in their apartment, or in their unit in the attic. They're renting it out. This is against the rules of our homeowners association, and E did not ask permission. We only heard after X had moved in. So the HOA decided to give X six months to find an alternative housing because we didn't want to leave her homeless. X has tried to convince us to let her stay several times. 
So wait, we have wait, told so her. So do they they own the place? This person. Um, what's their? Think what? of like townhouses. Yeah. Joint attics are all connected. Right, I get that. Uh, e owns one of these townhouses. Right. And in the connected attic. But what is what is the 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 person that's writing this? What is their relation? They just live there. They like, live in the one beside this person. So why do they have a say? What do you mean? You said that they they were giving her they, like it, I don't understand it at all. What is um, what does the person writing this have to do with this situation at all? They live in the same building as E. Like their neighbor their neighbor has rented the right. attic that they share to a stranger. Uh-huh. And didn't ask anyone about it or tell anyone about it until they just were like, oh, there's someone in our fucking attic. Oh, yeah, I'm renting the place. What? This is an attic that's not finished. That's just insulation and wooden things. So wait, somebody's living in the storage unit? Someone is renting the storage unit to live in. Oh, I thought they were just like putting their shit there. Okay. No. Okay. They're living there, friend. Weird. Okay. Super weird. I'm sorry that that did not come through in my reading. I'll try to I'll try to put on a different accent to help. Please do. X has tried to convince us to let her stay several times. We have told well, her. I don't understand why is it there, but that's what it's I don't accent, understand. It? Why is it her? Why is it their choice? They've asked us repeatedly to let her stay. Why do they get a say? They just live so, there. When the HOA found out about it, right. they said, "Look, you have six months because we're not cruel, horrible people." Right. You can live up here for six months, and then you have to get out. Right. So she's talking to the other biz- other people who live in the building that says, like, hey, convince the HOA I can stay. And they're like, well, as you'll learn here, they're okay. like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> it's nothing personal. We don't want anybody. Uh, it's not. It's wait. It's nothing personal. We don't want anybody living in the attic. We will not change our minds. We do not want to discuss this any further and again they don't really have a say in it because it's the hoa and like building codes she wrote a letter to uh everyone who lived in the building begging her to stay again she delivered each copy personally to the people and the other tenants there are two other apartments in this building so it's three together um in the letter we are painted as bad guys who are selfishly denying her living space in a very expensive city booting her from the first place she felt like home in the storage unit attic of another person. All the other owners ran out there. So apart- wait, wait, wait. The person that's writing this is the person living in the storage unit. The letter, yes. The begging the other people. The person begging is stay. the person living in the storage unit, not the... Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That clears it up. Okay. Uh, all the other owners rent out their apartments, just their normal apartments. So I'm assuming the tenants don't know about the situation. They have moved. Uh, they've moved in recently, and we are hosting a potluck dinner. Blah blah blah. I Gross. heard. Uh, yeah, I heard X chatting in the hallway with one of the new residents, and they seem to be on very friendly terms. One of the tenants asked why I hadn't invited X to this potluck, and what I have against her. The last time I spoke with X about this issue, I explained that one of the reasons we didn't want the space rented out permanently is that it's right above my toddler's room as well. So I guess the storage unit is a... For some reason, it overlaps with the toddler's room. Fair enough. Ever since X learned about this, she started playing loud music all the time. This has never happened before she learned about the child being in the space below her. Please, do you have any idea on what I can do? Do I have to invite her to the potluck dinner? <laughs> I have no leverage with X because we have promised to let her stay for six months. It's four months going, four months to go. 
Uh, she is very uncooperative because she wants... An, oh, wait. The person who's renting it out, E, not X, who's renting out the attic, is uncooperative because she wants the additional income. She's like, no, I'm, I'm renting the space out. Is there like a... sucks. How does this work? Is there a bathroom in the storage unit? No. It is just a like, exposed attic, you, friend. Like, this shouldn't be legal at all. It isn't legal. <laughs> I mean... You're asking the right questions. Like, they should just be like, get the police out here. Like, there's a person, like, living in a storage unit as a creep. Like, there shouldn't be six months. Like, first of all, you shouldn't be able to live there. Like, physically, you can't live there. There's not running water in a storage unit. I I mean, you're already answering the question. This person says, what do I do about this? Because I don't like this. I don't like the situation where I'm living. And you're right. That's the first thing you do is you call whoever you need yeah, to. Yeah, and, and now like, they're hey. like harassing like your family. No. Like, you know, fuck this person. No. Yeah. Is that easy? Yeah. Stop for a second. Yeah. Call the police. Call the law. Call the HOA. Say, fuck this six months bullshit. Um, No. It's, it's super You have a hider in the house. You have a hider in the have. house. You have... A hider in the house. That is now, like, aggressively, like, um, fighting this. No. Hider in the house. Get him out. Also, um, but I, again, you're having a potluck, um, for your neighbors. <laughs> so, fuck you too. Like, I, I, ever, you're both monsters. <laughs> potluck for your neighbors. Can you imagine? <laughs> We were invited to an ice cream social for our neighborhood when we first moved here, and we didn't go. Thank you. Good call. That's Brad, hmm? we've already got that situation under control. What else were you about to say? No, that's all. Hey, Brad. I'm potentially volatile wife. Okay. Years ago, my girlfriend held me at gunpoint for hours. What? <laughs> I talked her down. And then we got her professional help. And things got better. Now we're married with two children. What? We agreed long ago that there would be absolutely no weapons in our home. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Uh Uh-huh. Recently, I found a weapon, not a firearm, hidden in her drawer. I'm sure my wife is only thinking about personal protection. What is the weapon hidden in the drawer? It's not a firearm. That's all we know. Could be a katana. Like, what is a weapon? Could be a pellet gun. It's a knife, right? It's a big old tactical knife. uh, Lethal taser? What is a weapon you hide in a drawer? Yeah, I'm like. I'm like, I. Because, like, I. Yeah, I don't. One of those tiny bow staffs you click a button and it, like, telescopes out? I. I, and that's only a weapon in certain people's hands. Yeah, none of this is very impressive to me. Um, Is it a deep drawer? Like a baseball bat? You can't put a baseball bat in a drawer. Also, baseball bat, not necessarily a weapon. Truth. I mean, it is, but like, you know, plausible deniability there. All we know is that there is a weapon that isn't a firearm that is hidden in her drawer. I don't, like... I'm not sure my wife is only thinking about... If it's brass knuckles, if it's brass knuckles, okay, okay. That's what it has to be. It's brass knuckles. Okay. Just like heavy brass knuckles. Mm -hmm. And it's it's scarred up a little bit, like like it's been used. Yeah, definitely. Tarnished a little bit, like it's Mm -hmm. seen some sort of like cleaning fluid. Yeah. I'm sure my wife is only thinking about personal protection, but it makes me nervous because you know your wife's not thinking just about personal protection. I thought of getting rid of this weapon uh, surreptitiously, but I don't... You gotta tell us what the fucking weapon is! This motherfucker. 
but I don't know if it's the only one. Should I confront my wife about this? Brad, what should you do? If it's the only one... We promised no weapons after the gun incident where she held me at gunpoint for hours until I talked her down. She got professional help. No more weapons in the house. An unnamed weapon has been found. You, Could there be more? This I'm worried. Motherfucker I'm scared. Has, I, I, I'm throwing out this case on the grounds that he didn't tell us what the weapon was. And I don't... I need to know what the fucking weapon is. All right. Until, until they get back at us and say, hey... You get no advice until you give us the weapon. I mean, when you play in Clue, you at least have names and the weapons and locations. I think think you mean Mysterium. Um, When you play in Mysterium, you at least have the names, the weapons, the places. Like, you got to give us more to work with. Yeah, yeah. And that's a mystery game. Advice shouldn't be mysterious. It should be clear cut. Like, anything could be a weapon. Like, I mean, like, like, if she wants to go after you... She yeah, she could go after you. Now hopefully you say she got help like I there's not like a continuing problem. If you don't feel safe in your home with your children, you have a much bigger problem. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, definitely no guns, because a gun is just too easy to kill someone with, and that's why no one should have them. Um but like anything else, like I that's like anything else, and I I can't imagine, aside from a gun, like because you could use any household object. Like, th- like she could hit you with, like, a big metal object. Like, a, a, like a frying pan could be a fucking weapon if she really wants to get you. So, mm-hmm. like, what, are you going to live in a fucking a padded, like, apartment with no sharp edges and nothing heavy? It's not possible. Like, it, like, if, like if she's dangerous and could snap and attack you... She can find something. She can gouge your eyeball out with a pin. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, anything can be a weapon. Truth. But, like, I, this... Pillow could be a weapon. I gotta know the, what the fuck the weapon The soft, is. feathery pillow. I, was, it, was it, like, a fucking... Uh, was it a fucking jar of cyanide? What is it? <laughs> it was... It was... Yeah, it was definitely some sort of biological I, I, weapon yeah, I, or, like, some sort of... <laughs> it, was a, it was a vial of smallpox. <laughs> Very weird. Is there more smallpox in my house? Are there other viruses somewhere in here? It was just a big box labeled asbestos. Weaponized asbestos. What do I do? This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a bomb. I found a bomb in a drawer. <laughs> like, what is the weapon? <laughs> I found a bomb? There was C4 in the drawer, and psh, I thought we promised no weapons. It was a stick of dynamite and a match, <laughs> and a and a strike anywhere match. <laughs> In my mind, it was just a black belt, like a karate black belt. <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> She's been training. I'm so fucked. Promise no weapons, honey. It's a black belt. I just need to feel per- safe. It was a can of hairspray and a lighter. <laughs> Weapon. Ugh. I mean, he's probably trauma, gunpoint for hours. I mean, there's that's, just so much mystery yeah, there. That's hardcore. That's, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brad, here's someone else who needs our advice. I work at a small nonprofit with a great accepting culture. Oh boy. We have several employees who identify at various places along the gender and sexuality spectrums, and it's never been an issue. 
One of my coworkers previously changed their name by which they preferred pronoun identify to a more they put preferred pronoun in parentheses, uh, which they identify to their more masculine version of their name, which everyone is glad to be using. Cool. That was last year. But earlier this month, they requested people begin calling them by a name that we are very quickly realizing is their fandom name for My Little Pony. What? They went from saying, okay, look, I'd rather you use, like, masculine versions of my name, because that's what I want to use now. My pronouns are like he, him, and then my name. Mm -hmm. Cool. A year later, hey... I want to go a little bit further. I want you to start using my pronouns. Um, I don't even remember the, my my pon- my little pony pronouns, but I think there is a a, a version of it. Anyway, There's they want to be specific. My little pony pronouns. Yeah. Okay. I think they say something about in a similar vein. I think it's not. It's like his pony or something. I don't. I, I don't remember. I just remember hearing it and being like, okay, that's interesting. All that to say, they also want to use a name. Think along the lines of Starfire or Sunbeam. While we work in a pretty accepting organization, a lot of us are struggling with this since it's not really professional, nor do we feel it's appropriate in the workplace. We have clients who we frequently sh- uh, whom we frequently share and we do not feel comfortable saying things like, let me run this by Starfire. However, some coworkers are suggesting that we respect it as this is how they want to be identified. What do we do? Okay, well, I don't understand what My Little Pony pronouns are. Um, like, I, I generally, yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, but, like, who cares what their name is? Like, oh, you're, yeah, call me, uh, yeah, call me Starfire now. All right? Like, it's a name. Whatever. Maybe you had hippie parents. Like, why is that unprofessional? No. What's the, call somebody whatever the fuck they want to be called. Now, I, now, if there's specific pony pronouns um no that's shit fuck that no 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 we we listen there's plenty of pronouns there's there's he there's she there's they there's uh, there's uh, there's alternate pronouns but specific pronouns that are used in my little pony are not on the table because you're not a pony you weren't like, I, not to be Dennis Miller here, but you're no, not allowed to. You're not allowed to identify as a, as a pony. I mean, I'm with you. Have your name Starfire. No. Again, you could have had hippie parents. Yeah. I mean, there's celebrity kids that are named like crazy things. Yeah, like it's cool. Yeah. No one's gonna. People might be like, "Oh, you have hippie parents," and then they have to say, "No, I'm just really into My Little Pony." And but you'd still be all right. Cool. What's it? Yeah. What's it? It doesn't matter where you choose to get the name from. But if I have to call you, um, uh, nay, like, I, I don't know what's a pro, what's a, what do we, I, can you even make up a pony pronoun? I don't even know. I think it's every, I, I, I want to say it had something to do with, like, himself and herself. It was like, well, that's, but that's a regular. him pony and her pony oh. self. Like, you add pony in the middle of it. Oh, no. Absolutely fucking not. You're but fired. How often do You're you- fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pronoun is he pony. No, it's not. No, well, you could also use him pony. 
Okay, he and him. Cool, got it. No, no, he pony and him pony. No. I I am star I am Sunbeam, damn it. And you will refer to me as he pony. Well, star or him beam. pony. Um I will call you hear him. Um I will not call you pony. I don't think you can just add pony to a pronoun and consider it a yeah, single, it's, it's a two thing. different words. You, no, you are Grammatically, not, you are I wrong. am not going to affirm your your pony personality. Fuck that. You're a goddamn lunatic. Sunbeam. I will call you Sunbeam. I think it's cool. Like, there are real fucking people that have fucking problems in this world. There are real people with, like, gender dysphoria. There are people that are fucking battling to be accepted as who they are. You don't get to fucking pretend to be a pony. Fuck you. Um, I think you mean you pony. (laughs) Ugh. We're taking this to HR, Brad. Yeah, we are. I'm taking you to hell because I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna, mur- I'm gonna murder pony you. <laughs> I mean, that's an incorrect correct use of the pronoun, but okay. Thank you for trying, I oh, guess, Brad. I appreciate it. Like that is, I, um, no, no, like selfish, fucking asshole. Brad, uh, for the rest of the podcast, is there a name or a pronoun you want me to use for you just to try it on? No. You're Brad, yeah. and I'm Alex. And it's fine. It's what we want to be called. It's our names. It's, it's our identity. Like, stop trying to take identity valor. <sighs> That's something you can't get behind. You can't do that. I mean, if you genuinely... I mean, yeah. You're now a him instead of a her. Totally cool. Absolutely. Your name is, is, is Starfire or Sunbeam. Totally cool. I'm I, Sure. Gender's a construct. Like, whatever's clever. But you're not a fucking pony. I guess that's because like, you, your species is not no, is a thing. It's not on the table. You're, you're a thing. You're not a human. Not on the table. Never will be on the table. I mean, saying I, him like, human is just weird. I, <laughs> and listen, it doesn't make sense. I will. I will so gladly be like if if we end up in some at some point in the far future, um, when we're old fucking assholes and like. It's just accepted that there's pony people. Um, I will gladly be the old conservative uh, uh, railing at the whippersnappers saying, fuck your pony personality. You're not a fucking pony. I will, I'll, I'll, that's it. Listen, if that's where society moves, I'll gladly be the Dennis Miller. That's that's the line. That's the line. Like, no, you don't get to be a pony. You don't get to identify as a pony. So, how does this go into our our appreciation for the rights of furries when we first started the podcast? You can be a furry. Yeah. Be a furry. You dress up, uh, have furry friends, cool. But you know what you're not? You're not a pony. You're not a fox. You're not a... You're not a cat. You just enjoy dressing up as a cat or a fox yeah. or whatever the fuck. But you're be not one. gender you you're want. You're not or one. Non-gender, like it or what other... What is it? What is the the... Asexual is it omni or something like that? Like I, I know I don't remember what it's called or yum I mean, or something. There, there's 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 I'm various. really mispronouncing it. Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah. ones. And any of those there's are totally they, cool and fine. It, there's uh, there's a mil- there's a million ways you can go. You can't, you can't go. Be a, you can't go pony. Can't go pony. You're not an it pony. No. You're just you don't get to an identify it. as fiction. Sorry, you're not fiction. You're you're a human being. Deal with it. Have we talked about Preykin on the show? About what? It's a subculture on the internet. There's people who consider themselves 
prey kin, meaning they identify with prey-like animals. So they have traits like a prey-like animal, like, oh, I'm a prey animal, meaning that the hunter animals are the predator animals. They scare me, so I'm really skittish around them. I, 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 I tend to be flighty and run. I'm always looking out for danger. I'm a prey kin. Fuck off. So maybe there's a pony kin too. Fuck off. I'm a predator. Uh, if you identify as a predator kin, that's weird. Like I don't. This is why no, therapy. That's not exists. cool. This, this is why, why therapy exists. exists. Like, no, you're not fucking prey. Like, you're, that's no, you're not. You're you're correct. I'm a prey kin. And my pronouns you're not a prey are kin. prey. You're not a you're not a timid, small, timid creature. You're a fucking human being that needs to fucking learn how to live in the world. Grow up and shut up. Like, get your shit together. <laughs> There was a reason why I made that the last one we were talking because I, I knew out of all I was like he's gonna say he he has to say oh, yeah, Roman shut up I was, in I was this. Say, I was trying to hold off as long as I could. <laughs> in a related kind of subculture thing, I, I read about this on Twitter really quick, and this is just to kind of let you to remind everyone how just weird the internet is and will always be. Do you remember that Penguin Club game? I you you never I never played it. I'm assuming you never played it unless you're a closeted uh, penguin kin and you just didn't tell anybody. Uh, but it was a game a lot of kids like two generations younger than us played, and I only know about it because of uh, news articles that talked about how it closed recently. I want to say last year. It was like a really it was flash based. I think it was like a huge game. Anyway, there was a specific place on one of the islands in that game you could go to, and it was basically a chat room. But the whole theme was that you were a baby penguin and you were trying to get adopted by penguin parents and you either were the role of a of a baby penguin or you were the role of these people trying to adopt baby penguins. And it was just a place people went to role play this and it lasted, I think, the entirety of the penguin club thing and they had like a whole subculture and like different like inside words and jokes. That's weird, right? Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not alone in thinking that's no, bizarre. No, no, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like I'm on the board for weird stuff for the most part, and even then I'm like, all right, do your thing. But when you're pretending to be an orphaned penguin that needs to be adopted, and other people are like leaning into that narrative and role playing with you, I mean, do each their own. No, not that's not to each their strange. own. Strange. Like I. There is like so much shit you could be doing with your time. Like I don't understand how people are this bored to feel to feel like i'm fulfilled for the day i need to pretend to be an orphaned penguin and i need to be adopted by penguin parents i it's how i unwind i have never in my <laughs> life been this bored i've never like there's so much shit to do where where do you find time <laughs> to pretend to be a penguin i mean there are people who role play like LARPers and stuff. There are people who like play Dungeons and Dragons and that's cool, whatever. Like there's people who, I mean, Vera has started to like play with action figures or like dolls and her narratives are interesting. A lot of them are her being dropped off by at her daycare provider, like the doll being dropped off at a daycare provider and then her getting mad at the daycare provider and then running away and everyone in the daycare has to go find this person <laughs> and everything's okay when the mom or dad comes back. I mean, she's working through some stuff. The most interesting thing is when I reverse that because I wanted to see what would happen. When I'm the little kid gets dropped off and I get mad, she's the adult, she puts her hands on her hips and says, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're going to be in timeout if you don't shape up. 
But she's doing it like she's just playing these roles. It's just who she... It's what it is. She was sad for a while, and now it's turned to mad. She's just trying out her emotions. Nice, nice. It's adorable. Ah. But that's like what a kid does to understand the world. Yeah. If you were an adult or even a preteen, and to help you understand the world, you were masquerading as a, a, a penguin who is barren and cannot have penguin children, but I need to go to this special island and then pick of all these kill- children one to adopt. And I don't know how long the narrative carries after that, whether this is just like an evening thing or whether you are now attached to this penguin in this. Do these like, motherfuckers not know weird. that you can go to a library and like, just like you go there and you can get like a book and you can read the book and then you can take it back and get like another book. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a place on the Island that the penguins go to read books and they take their penguin children that they just adopted. No, no, don't be a penguin. It's a wonderful way to like, like really get to know your child. You're a human being and like yeah. you finished like your your day at school or work or whatever it is you do um on the way home um or you know as soon as as you can you go to the the library um in real life you go there you get a book on any anything at all that seems to strike your fancy um maybe even you maybe even can read a book about penguins um and learn about penguins uh, and then, like, hmm. get another book and, and carry on with your life. You know, I do need an, I need a book about penguins, especially young penguins, because this is a penguin I just adopted. No, you um, I am just a new parent, and I don't know what's up. That never happened. Well, it happened yesterday, and I'd, I'd really appreciate happen. if you would Did, help support me in this. Didn't happen, won't support it. Look, it takes a village to raise a penguin, Brad. Not, you're not a penguin. Can't raise one. Not allowed. How dare you? How dare you? <gasps> I mean, seriously, how how dare you? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, there's so much shit going on. Like, how do you have time to pretend to be a penguin? Well, there's, there's even lighter versions of escapism. It's just yeah. like the level of abstraction and like commitment Ugh. is so high. It's what? too much. It's too much. Just play a video game. Yeah. And not like the penguin. Like, Listen, you're trying to you, play a game within you, a game, and you're, like, already too deep. You can go play a game where you teach class to children. Like, yes. I mean, weird, weird, but better than being a penguin. Can I give you an update on the game? Please do. First off, I adopted a penguin in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, a, it's very close to the end of the game. I had to put it down uh, for obvious because I'm an adult and I have things to do. But I was able to pick it up recently over the holidays. We are, I am like five battles from the end. This last battle was a grand battle. All three of the houses came together. They're all like five years older, so they're adults now. And we've got the uh, fascist dictator, emperor, empress. Uh, the other dude who was going to be a king has literally gone crazy and he has an eye patch and is badass. And then there's my guys who are just, you know, I would say a, a coalition of merchants, whatever. We're meeting at this battleground and we're all fighting against each other. And there's like a lot of named characters that I talked to. A lot of students that, you know, I talked to who talked to me about stuff, who I counseled through certain things, helped them with some issues. And we're on the battlefield and they're giving me no choice but to kill them. And it was brutal. A lot of people. There was one kid who up to the end, I was like, I'm going to try to get them on my side so that 
you know, they don't side with the Empress. And plus one of the, then the other kids that I um, adopted, I mean, saved, uh, brought into my uh, class, really liked this person. So I tried and I was on the cusp, but I didn't pay attention and we jumped into the future before I was able to like initiate the, hey, why don't you, before sending the proper invite. This person was on the battlefield. We went up to him and they're like, hey, I really don't want to hurt you. Please do not attack us. But everyone else was attacking and we had to kill them and it was heartbreaking. They do everything in the game to make it seem absolutely gut-wrenching when you have to, and they force you to kill these people that you were the teacher to. Kind of crazy. Five battles away. We'll see what happens. Have I adopted a penguin? No. Are there penguins in this game? No. Am I looking for like a sub? I mean, I'm already playing a, a tactical like battle strategy game and also being a teacher. That's enough. Mm-hmm. And it's fantasy. So I, I like, yes, this is a this is a video game that's silly and full of this I can jump into. I'm not trying to find an extra game within it. But what if? Okay. Uh, what if? You found out that all of your students were secretly penguins all along. Whoa. They just like unzip themselves and they're penguins stacked on top of each other. Two penguins. And they're orphans and that they've seen me as a father figure and I must adopt them now. Yeah. And then go to the library and get books so I can learn about them. Mm -hmm. Huh. Would that change your life? Would that change your life? I'd probably stop playing. Oh. <laughs> I'd probably be like, all right. All right, that's, that's reasonable. Let's move on. Let's see. Joey, what are we doing on this new gaming rig? You want to play Fortnite or like Minecraft? And then he oh, turns fuck. to you and, and the cold chill goes down your spine as he says, um, no, I don't want to play any of those games. I'm busy raising my penguin family. <gasps> <gasps> bum, bum, bum. <gasps> <gasps> What what if Joey came home one day and was like, Hey Alex, I identify as a penguin now. You will now call me he penguin and him penguin. Please call yes, me all- him penguin. <laughs> In addition to that, I also identify as a predator kin, so there's that too. I mean, listen, I don't I obviously I don't believe in abusing children, but would you wash his mouth out with soap? <laughs> No, I would not do that to him. We would sit down and have a long talk. <laughs> I gotta figure out what's going on. It could be anything. It could be anything. If, if that's happening, there's some kind of weird trauma going on. Like, what's happening at school? How do you feel about life? What happened? What went sideways? We'll see. We'll see what's up. I'm here to help him. Manzies. When you came, I would save the grow up and shut up comment for you. When you come in, you see him with a little fake bill, like a Donald Duck bill on, and a black like hoodie. Yeah. And you'll be like, you'll look at me and I'll just like turn away because <laughs> I can't make eye contact. <laughs> and you'll say, grow up and shut up. <laughs> Amazing. Listen, Alex, if it happens, you need to fly me in. I'm, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. If one of your children decides they're a penguin, I'll be there. <laughs> I told you Vera refers to me as the king every once in a while when we're playing like She'll, she's a princess sometimes, and then she'll just say, hey, king, and she won't stop saying, uh, king, until I put on, like, a king voice, (laughs) and then we're just playing king and princess for, like, ten minutes, so she's starting to get into that. Nice. Not a penguin yet, though, but, like, a princess, that's a, it's fun times. Nice, nice. 
Um, before we jump into Nancy Drew real quick, I forgot to mention um, my break-in. Your break-in? Um, so I came home from work Friday, um, and my landlord had broken into my home, and by broken, I mean entered with a key, and left like a box of cookies. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say, they had emailed me earlier in the day, and it was like, Hey, um, and it was somebody, like, from the, like, the company. It was like, hey, um, Kelly wants to know if it would be alright, um, if you're gonna be home this afternoon, she wants to drop by a, a, a gift. And I was like, uh, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm at work till 5.30. And that's where I left it. And they emailed back and was like, oh, would it be alright if we just came, um, just left it for you inside your apartment? And I didn't respond because, no, it's not alright. Don't come into my fucking apartment. Un no. You can't just, like, come into my apartment whenever you fuck you want. No. So I didn't respond. Because the answer is no. Hmm. And they just did anyway. Which is illegal. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> so then I come home, and there's this fucking... There's this... This brown box, which was wrapped with, like, brown string. Looked like a goddamn bomb. And then, like, a, a note that just said, Happy Thanksgiving! So fucking weird. Yeah, that's super weird. Like, hey, people, don't break into my home, okay? Is that too much to ask? Just don't break into my home? I'm texting you the, uh, the photo of the goddamn bomb they sent. Wow. Looks like the fucking Unabomber. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving, Brad, with a bell on it. That definitely... Yeah, that could have been a bomb. Yeah. Were the cookies good, or did you throw them away immediately? No, they're, they're okay. They're pretty good. They're from a local bakery, so respectable, but still. I was very sus. Very sus. Hmm. Friends, it's that super, super special time of the holiday season where we discuss the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries. Brad's going to have a minute to summarize this uh, holiday-themed Nancy Drew episode. If he goes over a minute, he's forgotten what it means to have the holiday spirit. Mm -hmm. If he's gone horrendously under, he's a holiday chump. You do not want me to do the theme song for that. Mm -hmm. 55 to a minute, he knows what's up, but he hasn't really cracked the case. Braveheart status is one minute on the dot. He's a true sleuth. Does Brad have what it takes this month, this week, not month, to do it? We'll see in just a moment. I'm not sure if I do, because I honestly don't know what happened in this episode. Like, I am wildly confused, and I hope you can help me, Alex, but... Oh, boy. Um, sure, why the hell not? Let's do this. Just one second, please. All right, all right. I'll hold. We are in a hold. Just one second, please. Holding. 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 This episode is called, Will the Real Santa Claus... Ellipses question mark. Terrible title. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, all the other ones have mystery in the before them, so I don't know what the fuck they yeah, super dumb. <sighs> Let me get the top clock up. Here we go and on go. Three, two, one, go. Uh, the real mystery of this episode is that what parallel universe are we in? Because the episode starts off and we meet a brand new character named Ned Nickerson. What? Um, 
it's a new Ned. We that they act like they've never met before, uh, despite the fact that old Ned was in seven episodes of the last season. Uh, I guess he's just not on this season. Also remember, this show split between Hardy Boys, so that was probably all the episodes last season. Now a new character named Ned. Whatever. There's a Santa Claus. Um, that's possibly real Santa Claus, or did he witness a crime? I don't understand. There's people trying to kill him. I don't know why, but actually there's just a thief that's running around that's the gardener. Nancy easily figures this out, and then we spend the rest of the time with the people trying to hunt down and murder Santa Claus, who is really <laughs> Santa Claus, but his name's not Santa Claus, um, and I don't know why they want to kill him. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all, and in the end, I guess everybody's happy and Nancy gets the doll. <laughs> One minute! What? the fuck happened in this episode, Alex? Why were these guys trying to kill him? So, their boss, which was a huge business guy on one of the coasts, I think it was the West Coast, who was also doing shady things. Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus, apparently accidentally saw them do a crime. I think they killed someone and he saw it, or they, they, he saw them and could identify probably them made eye contact with someone in the middle of like stealing a lot of money or something. I don't remember specifically what it was, but it was enough to where the blue boss they, dude I don't even was think like they made it clear. I don't think they said they, what they do. Okay. But I can't remember what they said. So and it takes and it's like nothing. Like it's it's only like two minutes long if that. I, it's, they, there's no way the guys long. are on the phone with the boss guy and he's he's explains why he wants him dead. Huh. But it doesn't really explain why Santa Claus saw this or how Santa Claus was put in a position to witness this kind of crime. Also, why that a Santa crime Claus, boss would want to have him killed? Why Santa Claus hopping freight trains? <laughs> Nothing is explained in this! Nothing is. What's happening? So, Santa Claus is played like someone who is insane. Not in. Like, I don't want to say that, like, in a bad way. Like, someone with. Who may not be. This episode. The first half of this episode is Miracle on 34th Street. Like, it's just. It's 100%. Not. Like, barely even any variation. It's just Miracle on 34th Street, but there's also. uh, a, A. a thief that's dressing up as Santa Claus. That's the only difference. There's a lot of stuff that kind of happens in this, but but it is... You kind of have to fill in some of the stuff around it, because you were right. A lot of Santa Claus stuff, I thought... I wasn't sure what was going on at times or what was happening. But to answer your earlier question, because I, too, immediately when Ned was introduced, thought, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. I love the concept, though. Like, the, the how, what, I need to know what's happening. Because I really, the original Dobie Gillis, not the TV show, but the book, every story is unique. And everyone is essentially just a different version of Dobie Gillis in, like, a parallel universe, I guess. He's the Dobie we know, but completely different from the other Dobie that we read about, if you know what I mean. Guys, it's a Dobie-like have, character. Have you read Crisis on Infinite Dobie Gillis's? <laughs> it's I wi- really would love that. Oh, it's yeah. a wild series. But I like that. So I thought, and we have TV shows now. What is the one American Horror Story where they have the same actors, kind of, but they just, like, recast them every time yeah. for the most part? That's awesome. Like, that's a neat concept. So I thought, did Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys do this first? I kind of like that. I, like, um, I was thinking, 
Um, oh, maybe it's a scenario where we had Ned in the pilot episode for Nancy Drew, and then they just didn't bring him back, so they're just trying it again, because maybe that actor didn't work. But then I looked it up, and he is in seven episodes of the first oh, yeah. season. Well, he's... So there's a there's kind of a handy guide on the Wikipedia page. So the Hardy Boys stay through all three seasons. Nancy is only in the first two seasons. They cut her out of the third season completely. Um, there's another woman who plays Nancy Drew, but when she's with the Hardy Boys, which is interesting. Uh, George, all right, yeah, George is in the first season with the the original Ned, but then they replace her in the second season, and she's only on a few episodes. I thought it was a different George, but I, but I didn't have time to, to double check that. Oh yeah, but Ned is cut out. The the original Ned is erased from the very universe. That is wild. It is kind of crazy. Like, he's reintroduced in this Christmas episode. Just, he also just has a give him a different name. name. Yeah, but they also have a. I guess if you would, had read the books, you'd be confused if Ned wasn't there. Though you'd also be confused why George isn't there. And there's another character called Bess that they introduce in this season that's only in this season, which I think is another Nancy oh. Drew character. She is because uh, we saw her. Um, um, Alex, we saw her in the the other episode we watched. Um, she was the one helping get the ghost out of George. Oh yeah, she's the other one that works at the diner. Don't forget, Alex. It's all one. It's all one series. Um, oh yeah. Well, I mean, this definitely re- leads credence to that because this is the body swapping thing. Like any spirit can hand have a body. So obviously, the old Nick died. He went up to Boston and got this new hot Nick. Because let me tell you, Nancy's all about this new Nick. Which this new Nick sucks. He I does. mean, not that the old one didn't, but this guy is trash, and I was very confused when they when they get together. I really love the scene at the beginning where they're, like, decorating the Christmas tree, and for some reason, Nancy is forcing the woman below her. Is that Bess, or... No, it's George. Okay, that's George. It looks like a much older George. Like, I thought this was, like, Dad's secretary, or, like, new mom. Oof. Like, I wasn't sure, because this is a... It's a rough 20 or whatever age they're supposed to be. All that to say, she did, She looked older. And Nancy is like bouncing on a ladder. She's like, hold me, George. I got to put the star on the tree. And then uh, Daddy Drew says, uh, hey, I need your help over here, George. She just abandons Nancy on the top of the tree or the ladder. Nancy's like, whoa, whoa. And she falls into the arms. By the way, I think Dad Dad needs George's help of reading this blank newspaper that he's reading. (laughs) (laughs) Is this tiny print, or am I picked up just normal like blank newspaper paper again? Hey George, am I reading white paper or what? (laughs) Well, let me come tell you, Mister Mister Drew. But luckily, um, while Nancy is uh, balancing awkwardly and about to fall, luckily Ned Nickerson just walks in their front door unannounced. Just opens the door. Hey, everybody. And they don't even hear him, so maybe he is coming from a parallel universe. I mean, that's too sneaky. She falls into his arms, and he catches her, and he looks at her, and they're both kind of like, oh. And he says something about, like, I've never had a girl fall for me that hard before. My name's Ned. And Nancy looks off into the distance like, Ned, that name sounds so familiar. But then, like, the last, we kind of hear a, no. 
oh, the old Ned is completely erased through the timeline. Seriously. Um, and that hiccup goes away, and the new Boston hot Ned that came down to help Dad with the law firm is here. But new Ned, like, immediately, like, is like, hey, let me, hey, woman, let me show you how to put a, a star on the tree correctly. And he just, like, puts the star on top. Okay, first of all, knock before you walk into someone's home. Yeah. Second of all, yeah. you don't get to put the tree topper on someone else's tree. Like, what the fuck are you doing? If We have, if I it's had, an unspoken rule. If some rando walked through my front door and was like, oh, I'll put that Hordak on top of the tree, I would fucking cut that fool. Like, I don't have guns in my apartment. I do have knives. I will pull one out and I will slice a fool. I was about to say, Brad, what weapons are you hiding knives. in your house? Knives. Get a grip There's of knives. A, Got a lot of metal storage. They were worried about the knife in the drawer. Motherfuckers didn't even know about the knife in the tree. Just for that instance, just in case you need it. I got a knife in a toolbox. Oh, you think you think I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a hammer? No, I'm gonna hit you with a knife. I mean, I have questions about why a knife is in a toolbox, but we're gonna let it roll, friend. Because when I was getting stuff out of the storage unit in Cincinnati, um, I had the toolbox with me, and that's where they went. Nice. Okay. Cool. That's like it's a reasonable place. A knife is a tool. So why shouldn't it be in a toolbox? Huh. Um, there is a... What do you... There's a there's a phenomenon back in the day, mm-hmm. in the late 70s, mm-hmm. called a second story thief, mm-hmm. which is an interesting term. And it seems to be like, oh yeah, it's a comic. It's a classic second story thief. Hey, let's call down to the prisons and the jails to see if there's any second story thief men that have been recently released. Maybe they're at their old tricks... A second story thief is like a thing you could be as a thief? I mean, like, that's there's a lot of strata of thiefdom, apparently. Oh, he's he's, he, uh, he's just a one story thief. He never even dares to go to a second story. <laughs> I can climb. I go into a house in the second story, um, even when there's people on the first story. And let me just say, clean them out. when we see this thief later, I don't believe he's climbing the second story. I don't believe no. he's a second story thief. Definitely not. Like, this dude looks like he's barely moving along. Well, he can't even capture Nancy, and she's barely putting up a defense as she's running from him later in the episode. I don't want to go past this point, though, because I want to say that, like, either the town mayor... Some dude calls Nancy's dad and says, Hey, Holly Party is uh, okay, but where's your hot daughter? We need her lively energy. Yeah. She wearing something loose? Get her over here. And he just kind of laughs nervously, like, <laughs> we're on our way now. Oh, actually. I hope you yeah. don't mind if I bring one more person. Uh, uh, I got this new person from new, new to our universe, Ned Nickerson. <laughs> oh, yeah, isn't he like huh. your assistant? No, 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 no. This is Ned Nickerson from Earth uh, 42. <laughs> He's uh, coming up from Philadelphia. Oh. So why is he at your home? Um, I don't know. I have no idea why he's here. He just kind of wandered into my house. Do you mind if we bring one more to the party? No, not at all. It's just my Christmas party that I, you know, have catered. And uh, what's one more person, you motherfucker? Bring your hot daughter and get over here. Bring that hot daughter. It's weird and creepy, and it's strange. This dude is getting robbed, right? Upstairs, while they're having this party downstairs, there is a Santa Claus that we don't see the face of yet, just going through. And this is where I've realized times have changed because he's looking for like, he brings up this like rare coin collection, which I'm like, 
<laughs> okay. Like silver He's, coins. Silver coins, cool. You just have a collection of like silver coins on your bookcase displayed for yourself, and that's cool. Um, there's like silver like bowls, solid silver bowls that you put stuff in. Okay. We find out later he says it's ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. I mean, how solid is the silver? What's the grade of purity? And how many of these bowls and like listen really I, I'm gonna say it, shitty coin collection like uh-huh. things do you have? I, he, this man also has two astrolabes, like, in this room. Um, first of all, um wild thing to have. Um but like this is like in like a glass like case. In, like, the upstairs, like, listen, if you're going to have $10,000 worth of weird silver coins and collectibles and two astrolabes, which the thief does not take, um, like, why isn't that, like, like, downstairs, why isn't that being shown off? You have this, like, up in this weird room, it's like, so you just have this shit. It's like, you're not displaying it, this is just hoarding. No. Like, you're just, this this is weird. These are my things, and I want to enjoy them myself. I mean, you deserve to be robbed. Like, fuck the rich. Like, you you're, you have, like, valuables that are worth lots of money that you're just, like, hiding off in, like, in a corner room and you're upstairs. Weird. Like, if this shit means something to you and was, like, awesome and so valuable and great, why aren't you, like, displaying it downstairs for your guests to see? Well, I'll say this, though. So as this... Thieving, thieving Santa Claus is stealing all of this really $10,000 worth of just hoard. Um, he leaves a little Christmas card and they find it immediately because I guess this guy knew his hoard well enough to where he was panicking. Like, oh my god, where's my hoard? Where's my hoard? Where's my coins? Oh no, is this a Christmas card? Santa got me again. Because Santa Claus is some, it's like some ho ho ho. I'll see you next year or something. Yeah. I don't know. And apparently this is like the third time this has happened. Like in like the last week. We got a Home Alone like wet bandits thing where there's a Santa Claus that always leaves a Christmas card. But which like, is pretty cool. He's also actually. robbing like well, there's a full party going on downstairs. He's robbing dude. the upstairs. Like hey, this is a ballsy of, crook. Dude, that's a second story thief. That's what they do. For a very old, very obese man. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy's hitting up the whole neighborhood. He's just doing this. It's his thing. Uh, unfortunately for the real Santa Claus, who is for some reason like backpacking and hoboing around the country with what seems like a very loose memory of who he is or where he's at. Yeah. I don't know if it's purposefully to be ambiguous so that he feels like the locals don't get too suspicious that he's r- the real Santa Claus or what. But all of these people are adults, right? Yeah. And we can all agree to that. And there's a willingness from Nancy to believe he's the real Santa Claus that defies logic of an adult. But I guess in a world where there's other Earths that (laughs) Nads may or may not come from, that seems like a real thing. Just talk about this, like, Griffin, by the way. His name's Griffin. Oh, Griffin. I couldn't think of his His name. His name is Griffin. Uh, It's it's not Nicholas. It's not Santa. it's, It's Griffin. Griffin the Santa. He's trying something new. So we, when we first see Griffin, he's like hopping a train, and like there's these guys that are chasing after him, and he just gets away onto the train, and they're like, uh, "Don't worry, we'll get him at the next stop. It's a local train. He's not gonna have anywhere to go." So like we see him, and he's like wandering around, and he finds like 
um, the place where this rich party is happening. They have a barn. Um, well, they have a stable because, of course, rich people have horses. Um, yeah, they buy lane. they buy mountains and out horses, obviously. And like he just like goes and like lays down in like the hay because he's just trying to get some sleep because like you know he's just drifting around. This is transient Santa Claus. Um, yeah. and like some kids come out and I love that like this boy is is an amazing hilarious child actor <laughs> he really is father doesn't want any, any father doesn't want strangers in the stable but I'm Santa Claus what his eyes get so big it is awesome it's so weird oh weird for sure yeah but so like um Transient Santa just, like, takes a little nap, like, hiding out in the thing. Uh, meanwhile, uh, um, Santa Burglar, um, who is in a full Santa suit, by the way, weirdest criminal, like, scheme ever, uh, he hides, like, his ill-gotten goods in a Santa bag. He hides them in the hay. Uh, well, real Santa, Griffin Santa, is asleep. The people, I think they're out of town or something? No, because the kids' no. parents own the barn. Yeah, that's where the party is. He's the second house that Santa Claus robs. That for somehow, and I can't remember. Nancy is suspicious. Like she goes to this well, house hold, hold for up, some reason up, to check up, on hold something. Hold up, hold up, wait, wait, you're way ahead, way ahead. Um, like so, the cops come and they're trying to find because they're trying to investigate like this burglary, and they go out to the barn and there's this fucking dude asleep. I'm like, oh no, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It's it's me, Santa. Hmm? Weird. Santa Claus? Yeah. Hey, Santa. Yeah, totally. And Nancy's Is like, your... Nancy's talking to him. He's like, no, I think it's for real, though. Don't worry. I don't think he did it. I think it was somebody else. Well, I think you jumped ahead. Yeah, because I, just, I was, just jumping, up. I was Santa... just jumping up to where you were. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because Nancy goes into someone's house who's not there. Uh, they're on vacation to check on it, I guess. I can't remember. She finds uh, evidence that there's a second storyman at this house. So she climbs the fucking house and then, like, gets a goddamn, like, she gets some tape out to get, like, a fingerprint reading on a doorknob. Like, Nancy's doing stuff she shouldn't do. Yeah. Like, this is, Nancy, you put yourself in danger. So she's, like, going through this dark, abandoned house and she calls the police, like, hey, I think the second storyman's here. There's, like, all kinds of evidence that there's a dude here. Bring the cops as soon as possible. I'm going to investigate more. She goes through the house and. She's going down the stairs, and she hears the steps behind her. And she turns around to see a dude dressed as Santa, but with, like, a weird Santa Claus mask on, which is actually pretty amazing. It's the most upsetting Santa Claus mask. Oh, it is. It is. It was 78, so I don't... And then he takes his bag of silver <laughs> and gold. <laughs> yes! Forgot about that. And he tries to hit her with it. He, like he, he uses does it as a hit weapon. her with it a couple of times. It's pretty funny. Like, he's just trying to... And again, when we see this man later... Nope. Not at all. It's not the same. Nope, dude. nope, 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 nope. But I love he's just like trying to bash her with a bag of silver. Well, I, again, I I don't know. It's he's already stashed that that bag of silver um from the other place in the barn. Oh, it's a new bag. Um, this new is bag. a new bag of stuff. But assuming I, it seems like everybody in this area just has silver shit. So she runs from this guy and she gets hit a few times and she doesn't go down. She puts like an ottoman in his way and he falls and trips. And while he's tripped, she picks up a chair. And in this person's home, 
throws it through the window, and then just jumps out of the first story window and runs. Yeah. Which, cool, badass, you were in someone else's home. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we would all do that, I guess, maybe. Not my friend. I would have tried the door at least, yeah. right? Because that's someone's yeah. house. That's like hundreds of oh, dollars Oh, you wouldn't just like bro- smash somebody's window out and jump through the broken glass? I wouldn't have gone up to the second story to try to break into it, and I wouldn't have tried to get fingerprint. I wouldn't have gone into the house. I would have called the police if I thought someone had it looked like someone had gone in. Oh, but th- but then like the the fifty five year old three hundred pound uh, lumbering man might hit you with a bag of stuff again. When he's when he sees her later in the barn, it seems like he has like a breathing issue too. Like he's like really heavy <laughs> like breathing. Like this dude is like Nancy could take him. Nancy could definitely oh, easily. take him. So that dude hides his second stash in the barn. They're sleeping Santa Claus. We find out when Nancy's somewhere because she went someone someone offered her coffee or whatever. She's in this house and the kids are like, "Hey, we're gonna take this whole loaf of bread and cheese and cookies to Santa Claus." So she goes to the barn with these kids, and she's thinking, this is that motherfucker who was trying to get me in the house. He's in this barn now. And through, like, some sort of delirium or, like, I'm just not quite awake yet, we we meet this new Santa Claus, and he's like, oh, my name's Griffin. Yeah, I just kind of go around and do my own thing, live and let live. I don't know what you're talking about. I did not try to attack you. And Nancy fully believes it immediately. Yeah, Totally. But they, the police don't. They see him, book him, take him in for questioning. I mean, he's the only other person that's like a Santa nearby. I mean, you got to pin it on somebody, worst case. No, and they do find the bag of, of silver from the first robbery. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, the second storyman is, like, excited. He's thinking, oh, I'm going to get away with this. So, um, as they're taking him away, um, Nancy notices that a car, like, pulls out um, that was apparently waiting there and uh, drives off. And they're like, that's suspicious. What was that car doing there? So, wait, are we to believe that these fucking murderers that are chasing after Griffin Santa, um, like, they knew where he was? Oh, yeah. They found out. So uh, going and finding him in the barn wasn't good enough. Like they knew he was he was alone in a barn for like an hour at least. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they just heard on the CB or something that hey, there's a dude that dressed like Santa Claus at this old barn. They thought they'd check it out. Because CB radios or something anyone can have. Santa Claus? Do they know that he's actually Santa Claus? Well, they know that he's an old dude that kind of looks like a Santa. Dude, I don't know. This is where I, this is where you have to connect your own dots because I don't. The show doesn't give it to you. It's so weird. It is weird. It is super weird. So, Even weirder. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. So uh, later that night, uh, Nancy's dad gets a gets a phone call, but it's like a hang up. There's no one there, which again is never explained. I guess, unless it's Santa Claus calling with magic. Are the reindeer calling? I don't know. No explanation. <laughs> Please let it be the reindeer calling. Um, when Ramjack Knights owns the rights to the Hardy Boys Nancy's Rooster, we're going to splice that scene yes. in. Cut two reindeers on the phone. <laughs> oh. So then Nancy's like, hey, Dad, are you awake? Yeah, I am, because someone just tried to call me, and they weren't there. Oh, cool. Hey, you need to represent Griffin Santa Claus. Excuse me? 
Uh, yeah, he didn't do it, because I'm Nancy Drew, and I solve mysteries and shit, and I have friends from parallel universes. Um, like, so you need to take this case. You think it was Nancy who called Dad just to wake him up? That's what I thought at first, but then, like, they never go back to it, so I think we're supposed to believe it's Christmas magic. Nancy's just making her father seem like he's crazy. The call is coming from inside the house. Everybody is fucking gaslighting everybody. Like, they all know that they murdered Ned. um, (laughs) And this guy is, like, fucking cashing in on it. He knows that they murdered Ned, so he's going to pretend to be Ned because he knows they can't say shit. Can't. And they can help him verify his fucking con game where he pretends to be Ned Nickerson, who died a year ago. I would love if that's how this ends, uh, this, this season two ends. It's wild. Wild shit is happening on this show. Um, but yeah, so Nancy's dad like, gets conned into like, um, taking... Pro bono on, work. Like, and it's like, yeah. all right, well, it's three o'clock in the morning. She's like, yeah, it's three o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve. So like, now's the time. Let's go get him out of jail because he's Santa Claus. Excuse me, Nancy, are you okay? What's up? If Vera told me, if she was 17 or 16 years old and said, Dad, we have to go down, you need to use your your experienced designer skills to help Santa Claus, I would have to sit down with her. I'd have to be like, what's going on, honey? Like, I'm not going to blindly drive anywhere to help Santa Claus without a much more of an explanation. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm going to go help Santa Claus, but I'm going to drop you off with this therapist. And, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 totally, 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 totally. Look, I'm going right to the North Pole. Santa Claus's magic will make the car fly. Oh, boy. But you need to go see somebody. So, yeah, um, they go down to get Santa Claus out of jail. They bail him out. Um, Dad's wearing a real rat turtleneck and a jacket that mm-hmm. is super cool. Yep. Love it. Um, Love it! And uh, they're like... Well, hey, you can stay with us. He's like, oh, you don't need to do that. That's fine. And he looks out, and we see those fucking murders are waiting outside the jail. Like, just waiting for him to... What are they doing? Do they go to sleep? Like, do they just wait for this man constantly? Why don't you just go fucking murder him already? It's insane. Like, they just constantly <laughs> know exactly where he is, and they're just waiting. Constantly. No one ever seems to notice them except Nancy fucking Drew. It is weird. Like, it's it's bizarre... It's, like, I don't it's understand the it most either. unnecessary plot. Like, like later when it's like, it's, it almost turns into fucking JFK. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> there is, it is an unnecessary plot line. Yeah, it's like you don't need this. No, you don't. No, it's it's adding something kind of more thrilling, yeah. I guess. But uh, yeah, he, Santa Claus sees that those guys are out there. So he uh, Batmans and disappears, and uh, Nancy and her dad are like, wait, where the fuck did Griffin Santa Claus go? He just disappeared. Weird. Strange. He put his finger beside his nose before he did it. Huh. And said something about, I am the knight, and just kind of ghosted. Um, all right, so now we're at the scene where they explain the entire plot. Sorry, friend, I'm going to turn on the volume, because I'm just going to re-listen to this one more time. All right, go for it. We almost got him. Almost isn't good enough. I want the old man dead. He's been arrested. Out on bail. But nobody knows where he is. Find him. He's crazy. He told the press he's Santa Claus. Probably didn't even know what he saw. He was there that night. He witnessed the exchange. Don't know where he came from. He was there. Five million dollars in drugs changed hands. And that's it. 
That That's all there is. I gotta know why Santa Claus was watching this drug exchange. I mean, uh, why are these guys, like, ah, th- yeah, this makes no fucking sense. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Santa witnessed a drug exchange, that's it, and they want to kill him for it. How, like, how they're able to follow him, why he's hopping trains, like, why is his name Griffin, no explanation. Like, I don't understand this plot. So we'll make it make more sense in the night's network. We'll see when he sees his name, he'll look over and he'll see like a poster and there's like a picture of a mythical beast Griffin. He'll say, Griffin, <laughs> we'll make it make more sense. Um, so of course Santa goes to the mall and this is when we're full miracle on 34th street. Cause all the kids realize that he's the real Santa cause they've read the newspaper. Um, yeah. but the mall Santa is drunk. And so they're like, oh, our Santa sucks. We should get this. We should get this fucking uh, um, celebrity Santa to be our Santa. Which at this point his his name hasn't been cleared. So would you really want a thief to be your mall Santa? Like, wouldn't you be afraid he might steal all of your shit in the mall? Oh yeah. But Brad, he's obviously not the guy who did it. They don't know that. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. Like, this is a real weird idea. But it's not even that they just want him to be the mall Santa. They want him to come to like the mall Christmas parade. So I guess it's like I guess it's like local Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that back yeah. then. The department store was the the hub of uh, economic prowess back then. So it's like, yeah, we're gonna, we're all gonna put on a parade. Yeah. Um. So we cut back. Uh, um. And George is brought over. Uh, all the evidence. So they've they've solved the crime now, and they figured out it's oh, yeah. the same gardener for all three of the burglary locations. Uh, and by the way, in this scene, like it's super foxy seventies attire. Um, it's just sweaters and tight pants. <laughs> it's great. It's a magical time. There's also a moment where Nancy Drew has to look through an old fashioned microscope and examine like pieces of fabric to be like, yep. This is the stains match. It's all from the same the same guy. It's amazing. We got him. So the, yeah, they figured out it's the gardener, and Nancy's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get him." And she's like, "Wait, shouldn't we tell somebody?" No. Well, let's tell Nick. No. <laughs> I, I like, I, I don't, I don't want to share the. He already took the star on the tree. Like this one's mine. I don't want anyone else getting involved. And George's like, "Weird flex." Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lotter- Lottery Lane. <laughs> Weird call. And the fucking Nancy goes off to do the exact same thing she did in the pilot, which is randomly confront somebody, and then when they threaten to murder her, she lies about, oh, but I told everyone I was coming here. No, you didn't. And yeah, and we see... <laughs> you specifically told one someone you weren't going to tell anybody. Don't... <laughs> oh. oh, by the way, Nancy puts on an awesome jacket. Truth. So... Lo- loving, loving it, loving this. Like, it's the bell bottoms and the jacket. Ah, oh, it's great. It's great. 70s. Cool time. Um, but yeah, Nancy confronts this fucking old gardener. Like, this old, obese, barely walking around gardener, heavily breathing as he snatches back the bag. He's going to get the bag of silver stuff. And, like, this dude... I no. I mean, come on. Wasn't him. <sighs> they may never catch the actual Santa Claus who robbed everything. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> He's gonna take care of Nancy. 
Thankfully, Ned's there. He comes out of nowhere and saves her. Uh, you know, Nancy. <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of ways you could get. There's a lot of ways you could die in a barn. Oh, uh, you could get your head kicked by a horse. Uh, give me a second. I'll catch my breath. Whew. <sighs> Uh, what I mean to say is I'm gonna I'm gonna murder you and make it look like an, like an accident, like an accident. Excuse me, excuse me. Sir, are you okay? Uh, no, one second. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna murder you. And then uh, Ned comes in and is like, I don't think you are. And the police are with him, and so they 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 catch the old man thief, the old second second story man. Not a chance. <laughs> that man is barely handling her first story. <laughs> I don't even know if he could be a sub-story man. I mean, if that's even a thing, I sneak into basements. I'm not a second-story guy. Like the the I'm a subterranean dude. I mean, again, this man. I I am upset for this man because the costumers have given him a shirt that does not fit. Like all of those buttons <laughs> are primed to explode. That shirt is being pulled so taut. So taut! It is not a good look for this old man. <laughs> I mean, I guess they did it on purpose, maybe? Did People with disheveled or, like, non-fitting clothing, whether it's super tight or not, I don't know. I, Who knows why they did that? I'm assuming they just ran out of... It's it's just not, it's not good. It's not good. Like, he looks like an old man, because he's an old man. He's not a second storyman, I'll tell you that much. So I love the part where they got him and Ned's there and there's a, a young police officer that says, hey, Nancy, now that this is all done, can I walk you home? And Ned's like, Ned puts his hand up and says, no, thank you. I got this. Fuck you, Ned. I just like to think that there was a whole subplot where there is this cop, maybe in early episodes, who like has a fancy for Nancy and he's been working on it. Did not, did not mean to do that when it happened. It just started coming out. And I was like, "Fuck! I can't stop." Welcome, it. welcome um, to a fancy, a for Nancy. <laughs> I mean, with that coat and that sweater and those bell bottoms, I get it. I get I, it. I, I get it. Um. So after that, she just reaches over and like kisses him, and then like he's ready for I it was and he kisses her too. Shocked. I mean, yeah. Because like all we've seen is this dude be a gross asshole. But because it's not the 70s, because we live in, like, the reality of 2019, like, I don't, I think we were supposed to see this coming, but, like, did not. Like, it didn't, no. it didn't register that, oh, they're, oh, they're, they're actually, they actually like each other. Because I've just yeah. seen them both being assholes to each other. They're butting heads, Brad, but it's because there's so much sexual tension between the two of them. You know, it's one of those. What it just read is it he was an asshole. <laughs> Oh no! And she were, wasn't he is an asshole, and she's not interested. But it's the seventies, and so she's they're confused interested. as to that. That's attractive. Yeah. Well, they're they're caught up in that whole kind it's, of yeah. It was real. This wild. is what it was uh, this is how I'm supposed to be attracted to people, and this is showing that. Um, spoiler alert! Uh, yeah, our boy uh, uh, New Ned Nickerson uh, does not come back. Goodbye, Rick Springfield. Goodbye. P.S. Rick Springfield is the new Ned Nickerson. We haven't said that yet. So. Yeah. Well, the reason she kiss she kisses him, and then he says, "Why did you do that for?" And she said, "Because you saved my life." And he said, he says something about like I should be doing that more often. Ugh. 
You don't just kiss someone like open mouth for a few seconds just because they saved your life. No, that's weird. And even then, that guy was falling over anyway. Ned just happened to be there. Like, he didn't save your life, Nancy. Well, I guess he did call the police because he talked to George. I mean, he absolutely saved your life because that old old man might have kept lumbering towards her. (laughs) Why didn't George just call the police? Why did George call Ned and be like, hey, Ned. I feel uncomfortable doing this to my friend, but can you call the police? Well, Alex, why would you call the police? Like, these fucking police can't solve a single crime. Like, they, they need this teenage girl to solve all their mysteries. So maybe they're not the best cops. And it is the 70s, so that if, if George had called the police, they would have been like, all right, honey, let's not... It's past your bedtime. No, 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 but it's Nancy Drew. You know she's always getting into weird mysteries. Uh... Listen, George, it's you're hysterical. It's late at night. You need to go to bed. Oh, I don't need to go to bed. You need to send someone to help Nancy. She's in danger. She went after a thief. Uh, Look, if the dishes are done and the laundry's done, you should be in bed. Now, those done, George? Yes. All right, well, then it's time to go to... Don't you worry your pretty little head. If tomorrow Nancy doesn't show up, we'll think about it. Oh, Oh, no. Well, off to bed I go. Everyone has on, like, necklaces that are weird. Yeah. Like, with some sort of strange gold charm that I can't quite make out, mm-hmm. but they're irregular shapes. All I have to say, at, at some point... Is Nancy got a whale? Is it a... Yeah, it looks like a whale. So, at one point, Nancy is talking to her dad, and Santa Claus is there, because Santa Claus is like, all right, I'm going to stay in town. I'll go to this, like, big... Uh, Low rent Macy's parade thing. Um, Alex, you're slightly mistaken. Um, oh, I be- hold hold up. Sorry, is this? Yeah, this is where Santa Claus, uh, much like Ned Nickerson, wanders into their home unannounced. <laughs> Unlocked door. That's the that's the like, community that they live in. Fucking hell! Can somebody in this town knock? Even ring a doorbell. Anything. Just be like a. Hey, anybody home? It's me, Griffin, Griffin Santa Claus. Why is your name Griffin? What's going on? Did you threaten to to expose the drug deal? Why are they so intent on murdering you? Like, you're clearly not saying shit. Why are they pursuing you all over the country? Like, if one random person witnesses a drug deal and then just tries to stay away from you, you maybe you, you won. You won. They're not interested. Like, fuck off. Don't send I mean, it's the 70s. Don't send two people to follow them for a week at a time just like to murder. Like that's so much more suspicious two people that have been con- constantly following one individual. When he turns up it's dead, weird. there's more of an investigation that way. I like these are the worst criminals. Well, maybe they're trying to get... Maybe this guy doesn't like these two criminals, or maybe he's trying to, like, get them to prove themselves. I mean, it could be a weird, like, initiation ritual, because you're right. This is extreme overkill. Because, again, 70s, it's not the time we have now. There's no way they would have been able to be like, oh, Santa Claus, you were there, and this is just an uh, this is just some hearsay from an old Santa Claus. Yeah. And plus, he's across the country. He's literally, like, a whole half country away, or, like, a full continent, like... West Coast, East Coast, or wherever the hell they are. like, yeah. Or even like if it's different states, Santa Claus doesn't want to rat on you. He's not going to do it. Let him be. Yeah. You need to worry about what kind of house you're going to buy a millionaire lane with all that money you got. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Santa Claus witnesses Nancy like, oh, I remember when I was a little girl, I saw this doll. It was amazing, and I asked Santa for it. 
never quite got it. Dad's like, oh, well, you should have told me about it. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm it's... your dad, and, like, I'm a lawyer, and I could buy you a weird doll. Yeah. It's not the same. And you know that's not how Santa Claus works. Do you know how Santa Claus works, Nancy? <laughs> I don't... I... Like, there is not a moment that she doesn't believe this is not Santa Claus. Never. So they go to the... Th- so Santa Claus overhears this and then like, <laughs> Excuse me, I thought I would cough to let you know that I'm here. You know your front door, really well oiled. Like, I just walked in and I was able to walk across the carpet and no one knew I was here. Yeah. Let's go to this Christmas thing. Let's do this. I can only go for a minute. I've got a lot to do tonight. And it, earlier in the episode, they said it was a Christmas party. It's clearly a parade because, like, yeah, they've got like Santa. Like he's gonna be sitting, he's sitting like up on like up on the the um. He's got like a little place he's sitting on in the back seat of the car where he's you know he's like above. So he's gonna be waving at everybody because so clearly it's a parade. But then we cut to the top of a building, and these motherfuckers have got like a fucking sniper rifle. So they're gonna fucking JFK Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> These assholes that could have killed him in the barn at any time. <laughs> could have killed him walking out of jail, could have gone in snuck into the jail and Jeffrey Epstein'd him. Like any option on the table. They're gonna shoot the Santa Claus with a sniper rifle during a parade. And it's cold. One of them is like rubbing his hands, like fuck, you know, I wish I had thought to borrow a jacket and not just the giant sniper rifle we need to carry around. You know, you could just let this one go. I don't think he's gonna say anything, because he hasn't yet. <laughs> this is the weirdest flex in the entire show, if we if we can continue to say that during the podcast. Because who brings <laughs> who brings this kind of sniper rifle just to have? Like, oh, I'll, I'll probably need this in a JFK-like situation. I mean... It's just, it's the trend. It's the fad. It's what we're doing. Yeah, like, the fact that they're fucking... Santa is, like, standing in the backseat of a convertible, like, with the top down. As, as And he sees the snipers. And, like, I guess he's got Santa vision. <laughs> because we cut to, like, blurry. That is also He gives, weird. like, a creepy look. And then we he can see the snipers up there. Yeah. And then Nancy um, is uh, uh, talking to the cops, and they're like, yeah, well, whatever. And Ned's like, hey, uh, yeah, we think this guy, um, you know, he might be a killer. And then Santa Claus disappears Batman style again. They just turn around and he's gone. It's the middle of a fucking parade. No one saw where Santa disappeared to? What's going on? And then, then, can I point out, before the parade moves on, Nancy and her dad take that seat. Like, they're now gonna be... <laughs> they took the Santa seat. Like, oh, well, if Santa's not here, have a mystery-solving teenager and local lawyer, the Drews. Um, the town loves them because they solve all the mysteries. Like, weird. Weird flex? Weirdest flex. Oh, the kid... We went to the parade to see Santa Claus. He wasn't there, but we saw Nancy Drew. Local teen mystery solver. <laughs> I mean, Brad, when the camera crew is there, you gotta be camera ready at all yes. times. You gotta be parade ready I mean, at all sure. times. I defer to your uh, parade knowledge. She did not go to that barn in that outfit thinking, I need to stay warm and I need to solve a crime. She was thinking, I might have to be in a parade. I mean, great outfit. Great outfit. There could be an agent here. I need to constantly be ready. Sweeps ready. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of all of this is not only just, like, the very elaborate, uh, I guess, uh, augmentation to the convertible to look like a sleigh, mm-hmm. but the men dressed in reindeer, um, yeah. outfits, 
with classic, I don't even know, like straight up furry outfits for reindeers, yeah. I guess. Like they're they're, they're like mascot mascot uh, reindeer. Yeah, mascot reindeer, which is amazing. Yeah. So uh, the parade's moving on, and then then a a shot is fired, (laughs) and everyone in the parade ducks and covers because of the gunshot. Who are they firing at? Santa Claus is gone. That great question. So everyone is like they figure they hear where the shots coming from, and everybody goes up to the roof. And by everybody, I mean the cops, the Druze, and um, alternate universe Ned Nickerson. um, With this random random thing about. Oh yeah. The, another random thing really quick about the uh, parade is following the Santa Claus convertible, we have a walking nativity scene, which is weird. Um, and then we have a fire truck. That's how the parade starts. A walking nativity scene. I've never seen yeah. that at a parade. No one's dressed like butter. Um, it's real sad. Uh, so they, they get up to the roof. And I, again, also very confusing. Don't know who fired the shot or where the shot was. But we see our two criminals have been handcuffed together and are either knocked out or dead. I assume they're just knocked out because we hear later they're going to stand trial or something. Uh, but they could have been... But, but the gun's just sitting there. I'm like, did Santa shoot them? <laughs> like, <laughs> Cold blood. Like, I just imagine, like, like they're, they, they realize Santa's missing and they're looking around and all of a sudden they hear, <laughs> like, they hear, like, the, um, the gun... The the uh, click of the uh, uh, of the gun ends like don't you two fucking move <laughs> and then Santa one one bullet through both their skulls <laughs> but there's no- some kind of clever quip about them being good or bad what list they're on like it could have oh. been anything it's a one liner moment and yeah. Santa Claus murders these two people I guess you two were uh, sad about being on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, everybody gets up there, yeah, these guys are knocked out or dead, um, gun beside them, <laughs> handcuffed together. It's even weirder if they're handcuffed together and killed. <laughs> Isn't it, though? What he did that after the fact. He, Santa Claus. That's, that's Griffin Santa. He plays by different rules. <laughs> I go by Griffin now. <laughs> oh, gargoyles and Griffins. Um, so, this mother- the cops are like, oh, I guess one of our guys got up here and did this. Uh, one of your cops got up there first, handcuffed them, and knocked them out, or murdered them, and then, like, what? Did what? Where'd he go? He went down the fire escape so that no one would know, so he couldn't take credit for this, So for some reason. Ned and Nancy are looking around, and Nancy's like, hey, look over there! Sled tracks! I'm sorry? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sled tracks? And, yeah, there's some boots, um, and then there's just, like, the outline of, like, like two lines which aka sled tracks and then like oh you don't really think and then nancy looks off into the sky (laughs) and then we cut back to her making this face that is it it is the, the clearly they chose the weirdest take either something happened and this was the only take they could use or they chose the wrong take as a joke because she's making this huge giant wide-mouthed, shocked smile that is bizarre and chilling. I I haven't been so, like, upset since the end of Sleepaway Camp. Like, it is such a weird face to make. I still have that image of that scene of the camera panning out as the child's going... (laughs) 
in a sleepaway camp. Yeah. In my brain, like when you sit in a sleepaway camp, immediate yeah. visual in my brain. Absolutely. Because it's it and it is like that. Yeah. Here's the thing, Brad. We've seen this before. I don't know if this is like this actress's thing or this director, but in the first episode that we watched, when she's dancing with that guy, she looks at him and does the same fucking face. Whoa. It's just, it's made creepier Whoa. because Santa Claus is involved. And it's that uh, weird Santa cut. Santa Claus just murdered two people, and it's a weird it's cut. It's a weird cut where like they look the out into the, into the night sky. I mean... But it's... But it's even the same kind of muted, because in the original one, we just hear music, but we don't see her. She makes the expression like she's, like, laughing, like, really maniacally, but we don't hear the laugh. Manzies. I, the way that she says, when they say, you don't think it's really Santa Claus, she says, yeah, why not? And no adult says, because you think it's Santa Claus, Nancy. Nancy, are you Santa okay? I mean, Why is George just in their house the next day? Like, does, does George live with them? That's a great question. Is George, are we sure that George and Dad aren't connected, like, in a romantic mm. relationship? Wow. Dad's fucking my best friend. It's what I've always wanted. Weird. Weird. Fuck. <laughs> <Do you, laughs> keep with the theme. Look, get out of the front of the mirror. Quit flexing. This is just too bizarre. Um, Ned, do you think Ned got this suit for Christmas? Because we haven't seen it up to this point, and it's a new kind of looking suit. He's like, hey, what's up? Because he comes into the house the next day, again, without knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell. He just walks in. Great question. Great question. Um, Dad and George are so totally fucking. I thought that that was new mom the entire episode. I didn't realize it was George until you just said it when we were starting this, like, talking. I was like, oh, okay. Like, secretary, will they, won't they? Or, like, new mom? Oh, it's George? It's George. You didn't notice her because she wasn't possessed by a demon. Well, she calls and out she to George Asian. early in the episode. True. I mean, look, Nancy Drew is a complicated mythology and a complicated world building. Like, I'm really excited for uh, CW's uh, um, Crisis on Infinite Earth starting next week. But, like, I can't wait um, for the for the Nancy Drew episodes and the Riverdale episodes. Like, that's oh, going to get movie. wild. I would be. It would be amazing if next year, like they do their own Crisis on Infinite Earths with Nancy Drew and Riverdale, because <laughs> they could. I want the old school Archie. We're like, it's a matter of life or death. I'm coming. I'm coming. Seriously. I want all of it. Ugh. Mystery present under the tree. No tag. Must be inside the box, which is cool. I think I'm gonna start putting tags like cars inside boxes like that because it's neat. Um. What? It's the incredibly rare European doll that I saw as a child and then tried to shame my father into, like, there's no way that he could have gotten this for her the day, like, on Christmas Eve. Remember that doll I wanted as a kid? You never got it for me? You never said you wanted it. Fuck you, Dad. I hate that you're fucking my friend. Um, um, it's there. Yeah, very weird. Um, I just want to do, like, a quick fashion rundown on everyone in this scene. Oh, it's it's needed. Um, because Dad is wearing an awesome turtleneck and a blazer. Cool fucking look. I like. I'm, I'm guys. I'm gonna get there someday. Like that's gonna be me. At some point, I'm going to embrace it fully, and I'm gonna be like, this is what I spend my money on. Like, I just like living a turtleneck life. Um, it's because he's got like. It's I like think my weight. Just do and, it. Like a smoke. I think it's a smoking jacket. He's got like a smoking jacket and a turtleneck. Like it's fucking cool. Nance earlier he has like a real blazer but the, yeah. you're right this is a smoking jacket um Ned it's comes cool in look. and he his suit sucks like I hate it 
Um, but it does remind me of when uh, Cornelius in Escape from Planet of the Apes, um, when he when they do the shopping montage and he gets the suit. Yeah. Um, God, that's such an amazing film. <laughs> it's the best. So good. Nancy looks like absolute fucking trash. <laughs> She's wearing like some weird nightgown that's like a uh, and Ma in her kerchief and I in my cap that, kind of nightgown. <laughs> I don't think it's a nightgown. It looks like something you would sleep in. If this is a dress you would wear out, Nancy, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, it's got weird like lace on the sleeves. Like, I think this is a dress, friend. Oh, and it has it, it has cuffs, so it's definitely a dress. Yeah. Nope, Nancy, this yeah, is Yeah, it's no. bad. It's bad. And um, George slash dad's girlfriend. <laughs> Yikes. A similar outfit. Yeah. But doesn't she have like some sort of weird like snowflake attached to the front of her dress? Yeah. Like as an accent? Yeah. She looks more like it's more like a '50s like sweater she's wearing, uh, with a skirt, which is much more reasonable than than Nancy's weird like lacy nonsense. Goodness, God, Nancy's dress is I mean, insane. In this scene, Dad's winning so hardcore because he's living. Guys, listen, I I'm 36 now. Um, my life is certainly moving towards a close. Um, I'm not quite at living turtleneck smoking jacket life yet. Um, but it's going to happen at some point. I think 45 is when I fully embrace it and I'm just wearing like professor jackets with like the elbow patches with turtlenecks and turtlenecks and, um, and smoking jackets. But that's what I'm going to be doing, especially if I should never marry or have children, which is increasingly likely. Um, it's, it is a given that that will be 24 seven my rig out that is how i'm gonna spend my old man years i i, I i'm here for it like, like I, I i say just go ahead and do it now i'm why wait I, listen i'm at least do it once a day i'm still like once holding a week. out some hope that i can be young for like another few years before i just give in completely to being the old man that i've always dreamed of being See, to me, like, just because you wear a turtleneck and a blazer doesn't mean you're old man. That's just a cool look. Or it, it, done right, it can be cool and timeless. I agree, I agree Alex, but we're the only two people to believe this. It might be. So, we might just be the only two I mean, people. I mean, I agree, but the rest of the world does not. But it's definitely the plan. It is absolutely the plan. Uh, but yeah, all these other fools, chumps. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it. There is a card from the thing that says, thanks for believing, Nancy. Love. Griffin. Not Sam. Griffin. Griffin. We're so... Griffin. Why is he Griffin? Also, why was he hopping a train? Why is Santa hopping a train? I want this... I want at least a five-episode miniseries on what the fuck Santa's been up to. Why did he see these crimes? What's his life been like? A year in the life of Santa Claus. This man has magical Santa powers, um, yet somehow he was being easily pursued through, uh, across state lines by these fucking uh, snipers. It's weird. For witnessing a, story a drug I crime. Like... No big deal. I, I don't understand. Like, this... I, I feel like... I feel like they cut something. And by something, oh, yeah. I mean half the script. We'll fix it in the night, Ramjack Knight's post-production. Um, best dressed, worst dressed. It's so hard. There's so there's there's so much. 
there's a lot of cool dude looks. Yeah. Like, I like Dad in the turtleneck and the blazer. There's a look that Santa Claus has when he's in the thing. I, I just like the way his scarf and his jacket work. Uh-huh. Um, I, he also wears a cool turtleneck at one point. A lot of cool turtlenecks. Um, a lot of cool 70s outfits. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like some of the stuff Nancy's doing, mm-hmm. but ultimately I think it is either Nancy with the bell-bottom jeans and like that really awesome jacket that has the fur-lined hood. Yeah. Or, no, I think that's it. I think that's the one. I think that's, that's my the favorite. One. That's the one. Because it's just a classic 70s look, and it looks warm, to be honest. Like, it's cozy it looks, and yeah, fashionable. Yeah, it looks cozy and cool and great. Worst dressed. There's a, there's a few nominees I have, personally. Okay. Nancy at the beginning, where she has on that kind of shimmery shirt. Uh-huh. But, like, the short sleeves look like they're transparent grids. Uh, yeah. It's weird, but I don't know. Weird. Um, I'm like, this whole episode, I'm like, Nancy is super foxy. Like, oh, yeah. this whole episode, I'm like, I don't think I noticed, I don't think I noticed her in the, in the previous episode. They gotta figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I don't know what was up. George's outfit with the snowflake on it, mm-hmm. the fact that it has that kind of, like, loose fabric snowflake pinned to the top is, no. That ruins the entire whatever the fuck you're trying to do, George. I mean, it's not great, but I, it's not even the worst in that scene, so... Because Na- I think Nancy's outfit in the last scene is is worse than that by far. Because you thought it was a nightgown. Oh yeah, that dress is is horrible. Um, there was another person I was gonna think. I can't remember who it oh, is. Oh, I got some. Um, well, oh yeah, definitely Gardner. Oh yeah. Like poor this poor motherfucker. Like, I mean, come on. At least get the man a shirt that fits. Like he's about to pop the buttons on his shirt. If he actually did. L- like even the jacket doesn't fit. I'm looking at him now. Like I, I'm sitting. I'm okay. I'm just about to send you a screen cap because this is Im- this is ridiculous and embarrassing. Like I, if if I was this actor, and like, I, and I was gonna oh I'm gonna be the oh I'm gonna be the killer in the in the Nancy Drew episode this week. It's gonna oh it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm the burglar and then I'm then I'm gonna try and kill her. Um, it's gonna be great. I'm really excited. Hey whole family, um, I can't wait for you to see this. Um, it's gonna be, I, oh, man, you're gonna see my, me play my big scene. Oh, no, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, no, but this, the jacket, but none of this fits. Like, it, it, the shirt doesn't fit, the jacket doesn't fit, the pants, oh, God, I look, oh, no, this is so embarrassing. Like, this poor man. Like, that jacket's too tiny, the shirt's too tiny, and the jacket is way too tiny. Like, he, there, he couldn't even close that jacket if he tried. He, look, he can't even get his hands... Like his his it's the jacket is so tiny it, it is pulling his arms back he can't if he if he goes to get Nancy it's gonna be hard because he can't move his arms it's like a Chris Farley situation well that's why he falls down so sad <laughs> it is it is sad so I definitely I I, I I he's a strong nominee but I mean um another nominee okay crime boss drug dealer dude huh normal suit. His tie is like eight to ten inches wide. Uh, it is a super fat, comically like a clown tie. Uh, do you have a timestamp? What time are we looking at? I forget. Where's... Um, I have it at thirty-one minutes on the dot, but I can just hold this up. Uh, that'll work. To here, and you can see. Oh God damn! <laughs> Maybe not worst dressed, but what are you doing, dude? I uh, that is a. You aren't kidding. That is a wide tie. 
Like, what? I... It's a confusingly wide tie. You're a drug dealer that makes money. What are you doing? I mean, seriously, like, it's like a novelty tie. <laughs> like, why is it <laughs> like that? I've never seen a tie so wide. This is Nancy's other, like, outfit, the sleeves. Yeah. I don't understand how the, I don't understand what they that is. They are weird sleeves, but I, it's, it's not even her worst outfit of the episode, I don't think. Um, I know we can't talk about the reindeer. Yes, we can. Because it's not their out. Okay, the reindeer outfits are. We are not playing by Jonathan rules. Costumes absolutely do count as fashion. The reindeer mascots are bizarre. Ned's final outfit, that suit with that print, doesn't fit him. Doesn't look good. No. But I, if I, if I had decide, I'd say Nancy's final dress. Okay. Because it's garbage. But I'll leave that up to you. No, I'm yeah, I'm fine with that. Nancy's Nancy's final dress, um, is the worst. But Nancy's. Uh, bell bottoms and sweater and jacket best dressed agreed so who uh, who's flexing hardest no, I'm just kidding. we don't have to do another category there's a lot of flexors in who this who won and who lost though for real oh oh I forgot we do who won and who yeah. lost I was so caught up in the fashion because these 70s fashions are both great and horrible yes oh I guess Santa Claus wins ultimately because at any time he could have gotten out of jail, and this is just fun for him. Like he I just guess. likes going around causing mischief. I oh, I guess yeah, I guess he won. I mean, he didn't get fucking snipered like JFK. <laughs> <laughs> they did a they did a really good job of casting someone who plays Santa Claus almost like he's unhinged. Because when he's like looking up using his Santa powers and can see through the wall and the brick to these two snipers, yeah. he has a look of like. Uh, like like he's crazy yes the weird thing about this episode is like they really could have gone either way they could have absolutely done a thing where he was either amnesic and thought he was santa claus because of whatever happened during this crime that he witnessed uh maybe like hit his head or something or it could have been a situation where he was afraid to reveal his identity because he was running Mm -hmm. from these guys yeah but instead they went the other way of like he's really santa claus but we're not going to explain what the fuck's going on. It's like it was almost an afterthought to make him really Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this, because a lot of the other ones are at least partially based, or at least some of them, on, I guess, part of the books, maybe? I, There's no way no, this was based on a book. No way. Um. So he won. Who lost? Is it the... George. Fucking dad. <laughs> Huh. Kind of replaced. Look, wrong side of twenty-five. Oof. Looking rough for whatever early twenties that oh, is. Poor George. She looks older than. You had to go to bed. I mean, <laughs> Afraid to call the cops to help her friend, yeah. like having to help someone else. Like she is living a nightmare. She still remembers the old universe, Ned. Yeah, maybe new Ned loses because he's in this episode. In this episode alone, oh. I think. Yeah. Doesn't stick. A lot of his uh, voiceover. There's a weird sound, at least in our recording, where there's a weird times where like someone's voice will get double dubbed, and it sounds scary. Because oh. I remember Nancy's talking to the kids, and she asked them a question, and it's double her voice, and it's scary. I don't think I noticed that. Like, yeah, dude, it is weird. I don't even know how to. It just makes it stronger because it's double, and it happens again. I think with her or Ned, and it's just strange sounding. Alright. But I I mean, a lot of people lose in this. Dad has to do pro bono work. Yeah. 
He's made to feel shitty because he couldn't get his daughter this thing that she likes. She's trying to guilt him about this toy she didn't get. Yeah, but which I is mean, strange. he's hooking up with George, so. True. Think, Younger woman. Yeah, I think George loses, though. Yeah. George loses. Not a lot to do. New body. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's Nancy Drew. All, always fascinating. Brad, I'm going to give you some titles from the season two, just to wet the whistle of people who may Ooh. want to have us cover more. Uh, the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew meet Dracula, two-parter. Yes. I almost suggested that one for Halloween, but... We, we'll definitely... But it was there's also the mystery. So I was like, ah, yeah. Mystery of the African Safari. Oh, Please no. Please let them go on location. Oh, no. That's going to be a racist. <laughs> this is my favorite title out of all of them. The Creatures Who Came From Sunday. Um, I got to find out what that's about. Yeah, definitely. That, it's, that's about Mormons. The Strange Fate of Flight 608. Oh, I like it. Nancy Drew's Love Match. Oh, scandalous. Oh, Say Can You Sing. That's going to be a 4th of July one. Okay. Uh, Arson and Old Lace. Hmm. The Campus Terror. And the first episode, a two-parter, that's all Hardy Boys in Season 3, is called The Kiss of Last Summer, which... And the search for Atlantis. Guys, it's going to get crazy. Whoa. Yeah, we got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. We got to catch We got to catch them all. Guys, thank you for catching Ramjack this week. Um, I'm Alex. That's Brad. Go to the ramjackpodcast.com website. Go to the Facebook group. Get at us. Tell us what's going on on your holidays. What was your, what was your Black Friday haul? What are your stories from uh, all this craziness surrounding our holiday season? By the time you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure we're getting close to another debate, maybe. Maybe another week. I don't know. It's soon. Prepare yourselves. Who's in? Will I survive? Yeah. Will I break my television? I've Somehow I've held back and not broken it yet. I mean, thankfully Dan has been there to kind of help. Maybe he can help you. I, last time, I definitely wouldn't have, would have thrown something through the television if he had not been there. So Dan's a true hero and a brave heart. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you. Well, uh, friends, uh, just so you know, uh, old Griffin Santa left some scratchers in my stocking this year, so maybe, just maybe, I'll be seeing you all on Lottery I'm going to spend all of it. <laughs> I, I won a million. My budget is nearly 90% of that. I won one million. I'm looking to spend no more than I don't know nine hundred fifteen thousand. <laughs> I can live off fifty thousand for the rest of the year, no problem. That's cool. Let's go, 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 go. Yeah, real estate's a good investment. I'm investing yeah. all of my money into this place, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, is, definitely. Is property tax built yeah. in if I pay in cash? I don't even know what you're talking about. Taxes? What? I mean, if I spend it all, they can't charge me taxes on money I don't have. Yeah, you can't bleed a rock. Rocks don't have blood. So huh. you can't tax me because I don't have any money. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. Also, I'm going to vote for Pete Buttigieg, so I don't have to worry about taxes. What? The reality, Brad, is... Not everyone goes to college. Yeah. 
Listen, college, who needs it? No one needs, not everyone needs it. Not at, look, not everyone's college material. There's nothing wrong with that. Why should those people Pe- have to pay for other people to go to college and support a weird system? Fucking piece of shit. Like Pete Buttigieg, who's only known for being good at school. Great. Cool. Look, as someone who's You got 8,000 really votes to be a shitty mayor. <laughs> I'm really good at school, and I know not everyone's cut out for it. I know it. I know it. God, I... Smarmy little fuck. Uh, I hope he gets snipered. <laughs> I'm not, I, listen, the, po- the podcast is not encouraging the murder of Pete Buttigieg. No, no one would. But if it happens, but if it happens, I mean, if it happens and somebody needs a place to hide out, you know, throw a line out there. I'm sure. I'm sure someone has a spare room that they would be. Glad to lend out to a fellow citizen. Theoretically, and it might be uh, Beauty and the Beast themed, or uh, Sassy Sewer Lion themed. Who knows? Mr. T themed. It could be a lot of different themes. Who? There's so many themes a room could have that someone could share with a brave patriot that took out a a capitalist little uh, durable tooth motherfucker. Listen, I'm just saying. I'm not. Of course, we're not encouraging. We're not encouraging the assassination of Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> but if it happens... Genius idea. You should have just ready to go in your guest room uh-huh. an, a concept of of three at least rotating themes so that when okay. guests come to your house, mm-hmm. they are confused. <laughs> oh. I thought that this was Sassy Sewer Lion. Now it's David Hasselhoff? Like it just changes on them magically. That's... That should be an, that's that's something you should do. That sounds like a lot of work. Two bullshit things I forgot to mention on the show. I'll just mention them really quick because I know we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Japan, two rules, new laws passed. Women cannot wear glasses in the office. Um, Law. Why? They don't look good. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not professional for a woman and only women to wear glasses at the office. So don't wear them anymore. Women? not need to be able to see things in an office what are, what are they here for they're working aren't they they don't need to see hey hey dummy um um i'm supposed to be looking at you you're not supposed to be looking at things you're an object bring me bring the coffee in we will look hey, at the labels and read it because you'll get it wrong Just hey dummy in. woman um you're not for looking you're not we look at you you don't look at things you're an object it also covers up their makeup I mean, I, I'm oh. telling you things that were told to me that wow. from a reliable source, they're like, I was reading this verbatim to you. This is, I'm not making this up. Another thing, women have to wear high heels to work. I don't know if it's just at the office or if it's literally the entire country. Like, I work at a fast food restaurant. I also have to wear high heels. Fuck this shit. I didn't realize Japan was so backward and conservative. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense now that I'm thinking, like, oh, okay. But wow. Yeeks. Hey, Japan, like, stop being the worst. Chill out, guys. Yeah. Men should have to wear high heels. If women have to wear high heels to work, men have to also wear high heels. How about nobody wears high heels? No one wears high heels. heels. are stupid. They are dumb. Like, it's a stupid thing. It's stupid. Absolutely dumb. It's like the dumbest thing humans wear. And there's a lot of dumb things humans wear. Maybe the. Did you see some of the things in this episode? (laughs) 